0: I've been
1: staring at the moon Take me higher, waiting for your call This is Rowena Dooley asking Seoul citizens to report for
2: duty.
3: want me to tell you what my favorite thing about the community is?
1: What am I gonna say? <laughs> it's gonna sound cliche, but... They believe as much as we do. I love them because they continue to support us. It's the only thing that's kept me going. I've seen a lot of games and I've seen a lot of invested players, but
3: they're right there with us throughout
1: the whole process. It's unlike anything that I've ever worked on.
0: The thing I really like the most about the community is um, how welcoming they are. To new players uh, entering the Verse for the first time, New players come every day, and I find that they're always happy to show people the ropes. I found it very wholesome. When I first did the Citizen Con where I got to fly the Carrick, everyone was so supportive, and the cheers I got when we were flying through that wormhole was unbelievable.
3: Their effort they put into, like, their creativity. Such as building a simulator inside of an entire RV or... the cinemas
2: I love watching them on my lunch break. Uh, I enjoy watching the videos and the content. There was one recently on Twitter where it was like, the hundred players entering the atmosphere that just looks really grand. I love all the memes. Some of the incredible fan art and passionate drive that you see come out of them is fantastic. How they come up with crazy ideas each and every day and surprise me.
0: I really like all the crazy shenanigans I get up to in the PU.
2: I can't cast,
1: can I? The new and exciting ways they find to break shit. <laughs> Just the random stuff that you do, it's not like like the gameplay we intend. People doing crazy stunts in, in their ships. I'm from the character team, that's why I think it's cool when they show off all the ships, because that's really the only time I get to see them. They create the, the community by themselves, and that's really, really cool. My
2: favorite thing about the community, community around events, going to Bar Citizen. It's always fun to meet
1: some of the backers.
2: They've all been lovely to meet in person. Even if they're like really frustrated, you can tell it's just they have so much love for it.
1: I really like it when it the they...
0: community is
2: very detail oriented about our work.
3: To see how excited they are about our progress.
0: How much inspiration we get from them, from their ideas. I love the genuine enthusiasm. The quick turnaround on feedback, I love that.
2: And how they're always interested in what's coming up. I especially appreciate the people who are able to keep track of dates.
3: They, you know, call us out. It really um, impacts uh, our decision-making process for, uh, you know, what what did we do right? What did we do wrong? It is the most rewarding thing in, in the entire development process.
2: We're not making the game alone, we're
1: making it with the community. They still keep facing us they really do make all this possible i'm living the dream we all are my
2: favorite thing about the community it'd be impossible for me to narrow it down to one um and if if somebody said you had to i i'd probably just turn and walk away
0: and good evening good evening welcome everyone to the soul citizens i'm griffin gaming rpg and we are back with our illustrious cast today to talk about CitizenCon 2952. And I'm gonna jump right into it because we got a lot to cover. Start off on the far left over here to the man himself, BBG. How you doing, brother?
1: It's a blessing to be with you all here today. Greetings and salutations. CitizenCon aftermath, I'm here for it. All right, all
0: right. Thrakazox, thank you so much for that sub kicking us off in October. Thank you. Thank you. Next to him, the Envoy.
1: <laughs> oh, let's you. get it in. Let's this get way. it in. Already
0: getting Ooh. started, boy. Okay. Thank you, guys. <laughs> we appreciate that. Next to BBG is Fast Car, FC. How are you?
3: I'm doing well, and I'm glad that the developer just loves dates. Oh, that's I'm going to endeavor to put more dates in, in, in everything I do now.
0: Ah, okay, boy, it's got something to do with Sherry. That's all I got to say to that. <laughs> all righty. And to my right, and to your
2: right and my left, the man, Cal Roddy from, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Happy to be here. Excited to see what you guys and everyone has to talk about.
0: Okay, good, good, good. Listen, you know, this is a, this is a full weekend. Um. CitizenCon 2952, this is our third year where we've had a virtual convention, it has been a little bit different. Uh, I'm gonna, Calradi, I'm gonna start with you, uh, since you're the last one to talk. Um, I wanna kind of jump into that opening. You know, CIG has done this on occasions at conventions before, where they open up with a piece. Sometimes it's the community, you know, who's talking, but this time it was the staff. It was the people, the employees that work at CIG. Give me your thoughts and feelings about what you heard, what was said. You know, how do you feel about when they opened the convention and closed the convention with that with that thing?
2: That's a really good question, Griff. And I think it also connects. It has to do with um, uh, we've been seeing uh, a bit of a pattern um, from uh, Jared, where we've been trying, where he's been trying to kind of humanize the work behind the development, the developers, by bringing them more on board. And I think apart from that. Um, part of this reason, part of this action frame doing that also um, says that, okay, um, these are the results for, of the community's support. You know, our support, us actually supporting what they're doing is also boosting the morale of the developers. Mm. Um, sometimes we may not see these in, in other games, especially when the 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 backers or players show their gratitude. We may not see much feedback from said developers, but here we can actually see these are the results for for us believing in them. And, um, you know, I'm sure they are just as happy to have this opportunity to work on something like this, to actually, you know, work and and energize their minds, their creativity on something as monumental as this. So it's not just our dream. Um, Like Jared said, you know, he's living it, and I'm sure it's the same with the developers as well. Yeah,
0: yeah. FC, you and I, we've we've been to the cons before. We've met a lot of these people, the faces that we've seen up there. Was there anybody in particular, in all seriousness, was there anybody in particular or something that somebody said in there that did stick out to you amongst all the devs who spoke?
3: I'm just going to sound like a cop-out, but I just love the way Brian Chambers ended it. He said, uh, if you had to ask for my favorite thing, I'd have to go up and walk away. Because, I mean, there's some of us, I'm, I caught myself among, among them, who just love everything about the community and, um, and this game in particular. I mean, n- not everything, everything, but, you know, mm-hmm. just, just the, the, the more positive aspect. Cause, I've never been a part of anything like this, and I can—I think that a whole lot of people feel feel, 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 feel similarly. Like, I mean, this is really unique. It's, it, 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 there, yes, there is some drama. There's probably going to be become going to be more drama as we go along. But overall, it's been a very positive uh, experience The people have been open, been open, open-minded most of the time. But yes, there have there have been some critical element, but I think because that's just, that's from the passion of the, of the game rather than you know antipathy or not caring about the game. So,
0: yes, yeah, yeah. You know, <clears throat> uh, BBG. Um, I was just talking about how how uh, fast Cart and I have gone to the conventions, and I was just on Paul's show about an hour ago, and I was talking to him about. He asked me what was the positives and negatives about this, and I I told him that you know, this is our third year having a virtual convention. And one of the things that anybody who goes to a citizen con, once they've gone, they would gladly say 50% of it was the information in the convention, but the other 50% of it was the people, right? It was actually meeting people that you've been in discord, just knowing a voice of, you know, or maybe playing the game with. and 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 not only that, the, uh, I actually almost should break it in thirds, right, FastCart, because it's the convention for information. But then there's that part where we actually get to meet the developers, where we go to the Bar awesome, yeah, and we sit and talk with them and hang out for five, six, seven hours with them, hearing directly from them. And not only hearing from them what they believe about the game, but there is that reality of these jokers aren't just here for a job. They really believe in what they're doing. So when you watch that video, how did you feel about it? Cause this isn't one of the ones where it was the community people always oh, inspired me. I love this game, but these were the people who were, you know, their heads are down working on this stuff. What were your feelings about it?
1: Well, yeah, I had mixed feelings about it because it was I think it was early on in my sojourn with soul citizens. That we were tracking that date like hawks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like we were tracking was the LA Convention Center gonna post something on their site? Mm-hmm. How how quickly could we know to begin to make plans? Right. Mm-hmm. And I was letting my family know, <laughs> don't expect me to be around. <laughs> right, right. Early October. Mm-hmm. I gotta go meet my people, get face to face, right? Um, and so you know, there was that. Um limit I lamented that. Um But you know when you de- when you're developing games, um you very often you are as the developers, you become your own community. Mm-hmm. You generate your own excitement, particularly at this stage, right? It's all behind the scenes, mm-hmm. you're excited about a feature, you know, and you can only talk to other people right there about that feature as it's developing, you might, well, I wish we could have talked to the community about that at this phase, mm-hmm. you know, but we got to make a choice, right? And we yeah. can't really, we don't really have that relationship. This is a game to FastCard's point, like any other, yeah. I mean, unlike any other, right? Yeah. And Pops made the point in the chat, they're as excited about it as we are, right? Mm-hmm. And so I appreciated the video, um, and I appreciated the intent uh, and I think FastCart raised this as well, in showing it, or maybe it was Griff, at the beginning and the end, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That they're making a statement with that, which is this game, more than any other, begins and ends with the community that surrounds it. Mm. Okay. Right? And they are awake to that truth. Yeah. Um, and they were working hard to generate that sense of community in lieu of the face-to-face connection that that I'm jealous that those who have gone to a con in in person, they know that the gap, that they're trying to fill there. But I was excited that they tried in the way that they tried to do it. Yeah, yeah. You know,
0: I'll put this out to anybody who wants to answer this. There's some uniqueness about, I mean, you know, sometimes these, these words get thrown around about Star Citizen and some people may take them as a, you know, you're just making excuses or you're just trying to white knight or cover for them. But there are some uniquenesses about this thing for me as a gamer. One of them is when I went in 2016, the first con I went to, not the first one, but the first one I went to. There were 800 people there that came from everywhere. They came from the US, they were from Germany, Australia. And I'm sitting there saying to myself, these people have come over here for a game that ain't even out yet, which kind of <laughs> blew my mind a little bit, right? right? So then I go to Verscon the following year because it was over in, I think it was in Germany or something in 2017. And and there was about a hundred, how many Fast Carbos is down there? About maybe 150 people, 200 people passed through there that weekend. When we were oh, down in Austin, maybe yeah, 200, yeah. I want to say, right, right. Aram Solari, thank you so much for that. And he gives a shout out to DK. Yeah. There were about 200 people that came down to Austin because we didn't have the money to go fly over to Europe. Right. But we had a great time for that weekend. People spent money to come down to a place where the convention was not being held, right? right. Then a year later, we go to Austin and instead of 600 people being there, it was 1800 people there. So, what do you think is the momentum? What is it about this for a game that has not been officially released, that people have, you know, loved and hated, um, that we don't, that's still an alpha state? What is it about this that keeps people, and, and, and I'm, I'm, it's a two part question. What makes us keep coming back to these Citizen Cons? Because there are some people, listen, some voices in the community say they should just stop having Citizen Con and work on the game. There are some people who have articulated that, you know, or that, you know, it's, it's taking away too much from them doing the game. When you see those developer that developer video, does it connect with you in some form? Does it does it justify all of this? The game that isn't even out yet, people are willing to fly from around the world to come to a convention for a game that is in alpha state. Anybody want to jump in on that? And then we'll jump into it. I'm just um. curious.
3: I'll try to start because I don't think it's it's, it's as much about it, maybe as much about the game as it, as it is for the community. Because I think the Citizen Con and the first Con and those things, those are community events, and Verse Con is a fan community event. Yeah, like the CID developers and um and, and the organizers, they they have some input, like they, 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 like you know they want to say that like, they don't, don't want to conflict with anything or anything like that. But mostly fan is fan organized, and so yes, yeah, that just that just goes to show how much the community um how much love money community among themselves and 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 the game itself so I think it's, it's about that is it our
0: money because there's no starfield convention going on right now you know there's no uh uh ashes of creation conventions going on right now uh, is
3: it because that we have money of. invested is that what <laughs> is that what makes us go no, I don't I don't think so. I mean, money I, Money does have some contribute a little bit, but I don't think it's a, a predominant force, in my opinion. Okay. Are
1: you Are you saying, Griff, are you saying money from the perspective of the, the backer who thinks, I'm so invested in this, yeah. I got to get all of my value from it? Yeah, well, yeah, maybe if I go, it makes me feel better
0: about my money I spent. I don't know. I'm just saying. Hear what I'm saying. Hear what I'm saying. There's a lot of other games that are in development, and ain't nobody having conventions for them ahead of time. I'm trying to figure yeah, I, out what distinguishes this one that people are willing to, as BBG said, take their job vacation week or their weekend <laughs> and say, I'm going to this game that ain't out yet and don't y'all bother me. What is it that, that's, is
1: it, I'm asking, what is it that makes it happen? For me, it, it is, you know, I'd, I'm not engaged with the community because I gave money. Uh, it's the other way around, right? I gave to this project because it is the 2022 version of the kennedy moonshot speech Hmm. Uh, right okay that's deep that that, that's the this is in a world where and i've said this before you know i've got a hundred other games on my steam uh library um that i can play Mm -hmm. Uh, and we're in a world of divisiveness and depression and climate depression and negativity. And here's this one thing that is reaching mm-hmm. for something bigger than we are. Mm-hmm. And so I'm there for that, right? I'm there because it has gone from something I would have been satisfied with, which was the new wing commander essentially in 2012 to what Tyler made clear on um Linus Tech Tips Tech Longer, he made it clear. That was the first time I heard him say, this is a universe sim, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. A- and we were getting that feeling like, this is, is this going to be sci-fi second life? But that mm-hmm. was the first time I heard them use that language, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that's, mm-hmm. that's where I want it to be. That's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. So let's reach. And so the whole thing is I'm, I, I get off and I'm excited for the whole journey. And that includes the community, right? Okay okay fair enough anybody else got anything
2: so i have something really short to say that um (laughs) over the past recent years um i think we've seen a bit of a dwindling of um, mmos really bring people together all right sure you can have um some recent mmos where you're allowed to play with others and those things but some of the elements that um you know some of us have seen the youtube videos that say that, okay our MMO's dying or whatever, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like some of the elements that we've long since had have been dwindling in some of the MMOs, no matter the ambition. And here we have um, a game still in development, uh, that even though it's still an alpha, and even if you find yourself wanting to play solo sometimes, even though it's an MMO, it still has that underlying theme of bringing people together. And I think that is also part of the reason why you see so many people taking time out of their day, or out, out of their lives to come to these communities, to these events, to meet the people who are also sharing these kinds of dreams to hopefully experience that nostalgia mm. of what it meant to have and experience an MMO as a community. Mm. Okay.
0: All righty. All right, well, we're going to go ahead and jump in. Thank you guys for giving a thoughtful opening to the show today. It was a cool. different perspective here for us to think about. Um, as you guys know, uh, Citizen Kind was broken into seven segments, some longer than others, some shorter one real long one uh but uh we are going to try to tackle these one by one and give our thoughts on the different segments and of course chat you guys were paying attention to what you guys are saying bluesy i saw your comment about kennedy that was so wrong so wrong (laughs) thank you (laughs) but you were right but it was funny i kind of chuckled when i saw it okay so let's go ahead and get into it guys um very first segment that they opened up with of course where there's a lot of anticipation first of all this whole Title Journey to 4.0. Uh, and you know, some folks from Mad Style, hey, what's up, Map Style? Sup, here good to thank see you. Thank you, thank you, style. thank you. Um, the um 4.0, you know, some people even kind of felt like, I won't say who, but was like, oh, it's the same stuff they said last year, you know, we're supposed to be on our way to 4.0. Um, I don't know, do you feel that was a little bit of a bait, or do you think it was like, yeah, we are? imminently closer or, or will we get to October of next year and say almost at 4.0? What do you, what do you guys <laughs> think? I'll start with you fast cart.
3: I, I, I mean that they, they had a, a law of reduct or uh, you know something like that could could be considered bio reduct, sure but uh, you could tell you could tell thank you for that description though no lefty uh, you could tell that um th- how far they come since last year so I appreciated the the, the updated look I didn't think of it was, uh, you know a repeat for se. I think it was just an update and I, and I liked it
1: okay
0: yeah. all right that's fair enough fair enough uh, Noodle Man, thanks thank you so follow. much for that follow, and Lefty to you, thank you also for that sub, we appreciate hey, it, thank you much. thanks for the subscription. Thank you, that was Man Style and uh, Lefty, thank you. Uh, Roddy, what about you, any thoughts on, uh, will we be, uh, are we closer to 4.0, or is this 4.0, and we'll see what happens next year, 4.0 in October.
2: That's a good question. Um, I think, well, first of, first of all, I was personally glad to see them solidify that was you know, that they're getting closer to that journey. The, the thing is with 4.0, and maybe it's something that they didn't really anticipate at first it was that um, it's taking a lot longer to get there, you know? Um, so I think that realization mm-hmm. uh, along with the fact that, okay, we're still, the goal still remains to get us 4.0 with server meshing. I think they kind of kind of built on that uh, that challenge and changed it to an opportunity to have a, a, a 4.0 centric citizen con mm-hmm. um so who knows what we'll see next year but um it was nice to still see that they're focusing on it and they're continuously developing it um and yeah i mean for, for example um in the very beginning when i will not the very beginning but i remember they said that the first version of 4.0 who knows this may mean the same, but the first version of 4.0 will not have Ruin Station. Yeah. Here we saw something that looked, that may be Ruin mm-hmm. Station, so mm-hmm. you never know. Right. And when we do get <laughs> 4.0, technically speaking, we'll be getting a lot more, All right? So overall, I was glad to see that they're continuing to solidify the content in 4.0, mm. um, and yeah.
0: Okay, okay. Um, BBG, let me ask you a question. We've talked about this thing about going to what happens for us to go to Pyro. What needs to happen, right? What are some things that need to happen? One of the things that we said that we would like to see happen, and we do believe to happen is that the server caps need to go up uh, to give us all that extra space, but still be at a number of, you know, 50 to 100, 150 is still pretty low. And rumor has it that CIG is working on a number that's almost double where we are now um is there anything else you see preventing us with that other than we know server meshing's a factor we, we get that uh we know they're working on pes do you think that by next prior to next october or will there be a almost in pyro
1: 4.0 i think the next this is my hot star citizen opinion this is my prediction that we will uh see 4.0 at the next citizen con okay that's my hot that's my hot sci-fi you think, opinion you're saying uh, we'll have it in our hands or we'll see it we, as the presentation i think, I think, we'll think we'll that the first it. i think the first iteration jared and chris will press the button on the first iteration at the end of citizen con next year mm, interesting mm. And, and and that it will be uh to Kyle Roddy's point stripped down mm. um but we will get uh that that 4.0 um that's a bold prediction because you know we were all here for what it took to get to Mm 3.0 uh and we and we remember what life was like when (laughs) 3.0 dropped for a while Mm -hmm. Uh, and i think we're in store for the same thing okay uh with 4.0 but i think that um next citizen con we will see a version of 4.0 um and you know, if you were to ask me that six months ago, I would have said, yeah, pyro Nix, maybe even another system. Now I'm thinking, well, pyro <laughs> and a stripped down pyro <laughs> and, and that'll be about it to yeah. get, to get started. Um,
0: okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair Can enough. I? Yeah. FC. Can I add to that?
3: I, I, I'm a, I'm a little bit more optimistic. I think we'll have it definitely right by CitizenCon con next year, but I think maybe Gamescom. I'm thinking August of next year, four mm. But yeah, that's that's too much different. for okay. still,
0: so you're looking at it more from the business announcement side of it, marketing side of it with Gamescom, right? Versus the launch with the community, which is still would still be I mean, industry you know impacting.
3: <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like, like you know, they have it for Gamescom, for 4.0, and then at CitizenCon, it'll be more of a look look ahead again.
1: So mm-hmm. th- that's my prediction, but we'll see. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, interesting. Yeah, that bump of Gamescom fast card, I think, is the right sensibility. Mm-hmm. My guess is that they will begin the marketing for Squadron 42 at Gamescom.
0: Mm. Hmm. Right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe right? that.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. And that'll they'll tell, them, they'll tell people that's a year out. Yeah, but it'll begin the marketing.
0: Yeah. Okay. Let me bounce this off of you. We were just starting to look at the visuals here for the first segment on Pyro. We saw Pyro one there on Pyro two. Uh, let me just but real quick, just a round robin on these. Uh, anything that stood out about these to you? Were they disappointing? Were they, they they met your met your expectations? Any surprises here in relation to any of what you saw visually uh, that was being presented? Cal Rody, I'll go. To, well, BBG, I'll go to you first this time. Anything that stuck out to you?
1: yeah you know as as disappointed as i was in the way in which we moved through the space i did not want uh, a developer who didn't really want to fly a ship to move us through the space but they told us they they told us this is what how was going to happen so um i was blown away by the skybox the biomes plants and vegetation I, i'm an explorer mm-hmm. jade and i were talking about this yesterday i'm looking forward to seeing what's out there so this was compelling pyro 3 moss mm-hmm. looks amazing even mm-hmm. compared to the first time we saw it in that 400 eye sort of reveal yeah. of pyro before it looks much more uh, detailed mm-hmm. the pyro 4 rock crater mountain formations mm-hmm. look compelling they look huge mm-hmm. huge rock formations like. The developer tried to show us that, and Mm -hmm. then he put the character on the ground so we could ran by, so you could really understand how big they were. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the original vision for the system felt more chaotic.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't imagine the system supporting water and lakes and ponds, Yeah. yet I can imagine that Pyro is now the emergent test bed for new ideas for future planetary builds, and this feels essential to me. Okay. Um, and I'm looking forward to pyro five, the gas giant, okay. now that we've got crusader gas giant tech mm-hmm. in, I know that's next, yeah. but this was the stuff that we saw looked amazing and we're, we're jaded cause we get such great planetary tech,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, there are videos out t- comparing other games and nothing compares to star citizen bottom line. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we get a little jaded cause you land and you run to do the mission and you don't stop to look what's underneath your feet mm-hmm. and how amazing it is. But this was incredible. Yeah.
0: Okay. Roddy, anything stand out for
1: you from the Pyro segment? Uh, Just the fact that they're just continuing
2: to push the envelope. I remember when the Planet Content team, or I can't remember if it was in the monthly report on SCL said that, you know, they had since moved on to Nix. But um, even with Pyro, it seems as, you know, whatever may be, um, you know, creating some kind of time requirement or delay for us to get 4.0 if it's server meshing only Mm -hmm. um it's it looks as though they're continuing to develop pyro Mm -hmm. so hypothetically speaking if we got 4.0 earlier they this may have we may have gotten iterations for this planet in a 4.1 so what i think may be the case is that they're continuing to polish it to get it up to a standard where um it's just continuing to push the bar so that you know when they move next in other star systems, um, it's gonna be, it's gonna look even um, even better. Um, and then lastly, I, I mean, look um, at that. I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> you're right, you're right. It was look It was that. mind <laughs> blowing. Um, I think one of um, another YouTuber, uh, he posted a video said that um, you know this has taken the crown, or it has taken back the crown mm. when it comes to the planetary generation, and it's a testimony right to what yeah. we're seeing here. Yeah.
3: FC, how about you? yeah i was just, i was taking notes d- d- during the presentation so i'm not going to like go over everything that, that, I, that, that and I wrote i'll just go over the t- two planets uh pyro four to talk about the scottish highland and how the biome blending i i, I thought the biome blending looked great mm-hmm. uh the fog they tried to talk about the frog mm-hmm. and that crater that they pulled away from i didn't i didn't want to put crater until they pulled away from it and, and zoom back in yeah but uh, the thing i like most of uh, what those um uh, those i'll call it a stone here because but those those projection, those they're massive
0: stones mm-hmm.
3: the massive stone things I, mm-hmm. I, I i really like that and you can know so they're gonna, they're gonna make a race track out of that to, mm-hmm. to, to, to try to fly right in and around and, and through them and stuff like yeah. that yeah uh one more, more one more thing Py- pyro six um i think the water on pyro six looks great some of the other water would uh, look like kind of mercury to me on, on some of the other planets mm-hmm. but i think the the, the water on pyro six looked great and that skybox which was already um, um mentioned yeah yeah uh
0: yeah it's going to be interesting to see you mentioned about you know the, the some of the other areas look like maybe like mercury or the, the way they looked i'm curious to see whether or not all liquid bodies will be water later or mm. they will
3: always be h2o mm. Um, So it could be be ammonia or something like that. Right, exactly. Just something else. I'll be really
0: curious to see whether or not CIG implements something along those lines. Uh, For me, Fast Carts, you hit it on the head. The skybox was beautiful. That nighttime shot that they showed was just simply amazing. And I was like, oh God, I can't wait to see that. Um, Many of you all know that, and BBG, you alluded to this, that the the system seemed more chaotic previously. Pyro 3 originally was supposed to be a lava planet. Hats off to Colossal for his uh, empire. Star Wars wanting a a Mustafar, uh, but they ended up changing it into a much more habitable place because they said lava would still come later in the game. Uh, I was impressed with this. We saw vegetation. Uh, I know there's a level of procedural generation, but I can't help but feel that there's also a lot of handcrafting going on in these areas. Um, and fast cart, you talked about the fact that where those big circular stone rings were that there could possibly be racing or the ones that were platformed out like the big T's. Those were also other ones. Uh, let me throw this question out to you guys, because I hear people say this. I just heard someone say this about star citizen and the statement is, yeah, the stuff is all nice and pretty, but show us gameplay. There's nothing to do. Now, I wrestle with that a little bit. And my question to you is, what needs to come into Star Citizen to make all this beauty meaningful in a gameplay perspective? Now, I'm not talking about, oh, there's stuff in my Moby glass. But I'm saying what the CIG do, because I'll tell you what I wrestle with. I wrestle with the fact that the game is supposed to be a sandbox. And it's supposed to be a place where we, the players, in some way or other, also help create what goes on in it. I'm not saying 100% of it has to be player-driven, but I am saying we should be able to come to the sandbox and use some imagination and come up with some stuff. Cal Calradi, remember the time we went out to the base and locked it down and did some stuff? Yeah, I mean, and yeah. we, that was nothing to do with CIG. But they gave us the tools, and we went out and had hours of fun doing stuff. And my question is, what needs to happen so that there is quote-unquote gameplay is it economics is it the uh the ai uh is it getting off your ship and there's a creature that's going to bite you in the butt if you're not paying attention what needs to happen <laughs> in the game that will make players feel like okay i feel like now there's a game here or do you feel there's a game here
2: already okay so
0: let me, let me go to cal Roddy first on this one
2: yeah sure so i think when it comes to that because i i, I I've also been, you know, thinking about what, what um, whoever, whomever may have said that, um, you know, multiple people sometimes, um, what they mean, because I'm sure they know, especially those who may have been here for a long time. Um, they know, like you said, it's a sandbox, and that we make our own imagination, or you, we use our own imagination to, you know, make our own fun. Um, but I think um, with regards to what they want is things like okay, greater density. Um, per content, be it okay. animals maybe, points of interest mm-hmm. um, and those things. So I think that's while some may be totally satisfied with very open space, um, one thing that I was very, very happy to see and I'm sure we, we're going to touch on it later on is um, a, larger, um, a larger base, a larger bunker. Mm-hmm. Um, because the thing is what you realize even now is that you have a bunker or you have an outpost and when you look around you, there's... Almost nothing else, all right? So maybe, oh, damn! That, thank you, Captain Jones. Oh, thank <laughs> Captain you, Jones. Thank you so um,
0: much. Thank you. You all give some absolutely. love to Captain Jones. Thank for you. Those 10 yes. subs. Oh man. Thank you, Captain. It, incredible. All right. You go ahead, Cal, so go ahead. yeah,
2: um that's about it. I, I think uh, personally, I'm looking forward to a lot more, uh, uh, um, a stronger density, a higher density um per unit kilometer or mm-hmm. um, per per poi. So yeah. Wow. Black Manx,
0: thank you for that five month of coming up for subscription. Thank you so much. Awesome. We yes, appreciate that, guys. Appreciate both of you guys. Hey, thanks for this. Uh, let me go to Fast cart on that next. Fast Cart, what do you feel needs to be added to make the game feel a little bit more that there's gameplay for players?
3: I, I, I get to your question, a, a, a direct question in mind, but I think there are some people who will uh, hate Star Citizen no matter what. I think they're, they're, like, I mean, no matter what can, can, can come out and Star Citizen, they'll, they'll, they'll have a negative opinion, or they'll move the goalposts and, oh, but they don't have this, mm-hmm. they, 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 even though they have that now. So mm-hmm. I think there's just no pleasing some people. But I, I, for, for me personally, it depends on the person. Like, um, some people may want the economy, or some people may like their... their a world, uh, a university that's lived in. They mm-hmm. want the a- the AI to come in to yeah. feel like the the, yeah. the one to nine or one to ten um, people, yeah. or something to make it feel. Um, to some people, I'm hoping for hangers sooner than later. <laughs> I yeah. want something to to, to, to decorate on, 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 on my own thing. So it depends on on the player, but it would be some a, a segment that just you can't please them.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to remember who it was who said it earlier, so please forgive me, because I wanted to kind of give you credit for what you said, because I think this is, you know, some things I think that people say are valid when it comes to this question. It was uh, Good Life Games. Good Life Games says persistence, because I hate the fact that when I do something, it has no meaning at the moment. and I And I could buy that for a dollar, right? The fact that if I'm doing something, coming back to the game, knowing that it's still there, right? that I can continue doing what I'm doing, that I don't have to start over every time I come into the game, right? So that I can deal with, right? So again, I'm just asking, what are some of those things? So For some people, it may be economy. Fast card for you, like you mentioned, you said if I'm the type of person who's into, I hate to say it, but even just decorating my hanger, you know, I've got all this flair and stuff sitting around in my website and I can't (laughs) use it, right? Um, Right. What are those things that will make people feel like when they come to it, that the game is meaningful? Other than just having this open sandbox, DVG, I'll hit you. Then we're going to go on to the next one.
1: Yeah. I mean, when it comes to making planets, like we saw in Pyro have gameplay value, mm-hmm. you know, there's a whole list of things and you've mentioned a lot of them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mechanics, right? Yeah, we need more exploration, mechanics, mm-hmm. mechanics. You came back to persistence, mm-hmm. um, exploration rep. Right. For mm-hmm. the finding of certain things, bringing certain things back. Um, Jade was funny yesterday. She said, uh, you know, if we had, if the exploration community were as rambunctious mm-hmm. and boisterous and, and loud as the PVP community, we'd have some, yeah, we'd have some exploration mechanics, but we're more relaxed, uh-huh. right? We're more relaxed, but definitely some of that, mm-hmm. um, economics matters, right? What has value out there in terms of rarity and what you can find and how it comes back? We have some of those systems. Fauna will matter, mm-hmm. right? Um, particularly as it's integrated with AI, random encounters, NPCs. Yeah, you know, I'd love to have. Um, uh, for those of you who saw Raiders of the Lost Ark, you remember the that Belloc was Indiana Jones competitor, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'd love to have not only gamers, uh, other players, but other NPCs competing with me to find certain things Mm -hmm. out in the space, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Mission variation, which we talked about and we will talk about later today. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, to your point, Griff, emergent gameplay also matters. Mm -hmm. And that demands a different form and level of development from a developer to, to lay out A set of tools, uh, and give the opportunity for people to play dungeon master with a group of other players. Mm -hmm. Right, Um, that that's a different level of development, and we're getting some of that here. Mm -hmm. Um, But right now, right now in testable alpha, go see the planets you can see. Mm -hmm. Right, go Mm -hmm. see all the planets you can see. Mm -hmm. Do all that's available. People that go, there's nothing. The people that go, there's nothing to do when you really drill down, Mm -hmm. they haven't done all the mission types. Mm -hmm. They have not done all the mission types. What they've done is all the mission types they already like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But if you were to do everything that's available, that's kind of a rich set of experiences, right? Mm -hmm. Right now in a testable alpha, right? So, you know, for me. You know, people call this a um, a screenshot simulator. Part of the reason is because you can just go somewhere and feel all, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes for me, that's gameplay,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's gameplay. So, you know, it, it, uh, different strokes for different folks. Um, but what's strong about this CitizenCon is some of the things I just mentioned, we've either seen that, that they're on the horizon mm-hmm. or that there's a plan or that there's a white box or something. We've seen some of this stuff progress. Okay. So. All right. And we're going to talk about some of that
0: when we get down a little bit further in the uh, power play section, because my question is going to come back again about, do you think that those things in power play now do give some people some tools to do some other things? So let's go ahead and go to design brief. I know we're looking at some beautiful stuff here. The reflections off that was the lighting was just amazing. So I I loved all that great stuff there. Uh, Let's go to the second segment, which was the design brief. This was supposed to explore uh, pitching the process for new mission archetypes. that leave combat and delivery behind for mindful deduction and increased storytelling. If you guys remember this one, this is the one with um, Luke Presley and Elliot Malby, and they were talking about how they are creating these new missions now, that if for those of you who've done the private investigator mission that was at Kovalex, they're looking to expand on that type of idea. Uh, If you've ever done that mission before, You know, you can get to a certain point where you think you've done everything in the mission and turn it in only to find out that there actually was more to it than that. They want to be able to create missions that are like that as well. They go much deeper um, that allow you to determine how far you want to go with the mission, how much of it you want to do. Do you want to exhaustively go with it or just do it to a certain point? Uh, So this is an interesting thing. Uh, they, they really have this thing about moving away from what we've been used to, combat and delivery, right? Into stuff that's actually challenging you uh, to be intuitive and to be de- investigative and be a detective uh, with figure out. Maybe it's the way you have to climb up through a derelict ship, which they started introducing already, right? Or figuring out something that's in a certain location. Uh, they want us to do some detective work. Anybody got any thoughts or feelings on this particular one? Design brief. This is a short one. It was only like 10 minutes long, 10, 12 minutes long.
2: So as soon as I heard this I thought goodbye god markers hello bounty hunter V2 or V3 you never know mm. because when they talked about the investigation missions I kind of my mind kind of raced toward okay maybe um sometime they may allow us to um to need you know um if we're needed to to find some particular um npc that's that needs to be tracked down right he has a huge bounty on his head and we're in pyro where there aren't that many comrades to you know fully detect him all the time or her all the time um then you may need to investigate and find clues be creative you know read look at signs the cues do all those things to get closer and closer to finding about you know finding more information about that bounty maybe the bounty you um, you'd see some kind of wreck or some kind of notes about how they may be using a particular ship, right? Like a Cutlass um, steel. So you'll have to probably um, look at Cut Cutlass steels all the time if you're looking for a bounty. Um, or you may have to scan um, around a, a particular area. So you'll have to stay there um, or go from point A to point B and scan certain ships because it is known from um, finding the clues that this bounty may be doing this. Um, so. Um, that's what I was thinking, you know, being able to apply these to other mission archetypes as well on, you well, to other missions as this is an archetype in its own right. Uh, so I got very excited to see, um, what they can use this for, for other existing missions and building on those missions and also making them dynamic. Mm. So, yeah.
0: Let me go to Fast and BBG on this. And I'm, I'm still tying this question into this thing about the design brief and having different types of missions to do. Do you think that they'll implement some missions that will require you to take a certain type of ship? Um, Cause I'm noticing that there was some stuff here and here. One of them, they were taking off in the uh, the raft. You know, will they come up with some things that maybe, you know, part of me finishing this mission is I've got to move these cargo containers somewhere. You think that they'll start going down that path where, you know, even the ships that you own, or maybe you have to rent or get a friend in order to complete some type of missions?
1: Go ahead, BBG. Go ahead, fast score. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I I could Griff Griff. I could see that, right? Mm-hmm. I could see, particularly if it's it's on that list of rentable ships, right? Mm-hmm. Because then it becomes something else, right? Uh, right? Or another opportunity. But you know, you could see a mission where it's like, hey, um, this particular faction of Nine Tails, we need you to infiltrate their base. But in order to even approach the base, they all fly Avenger stalkers or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. They all fly cutty Cuddy blacks mm-hmm. and so for you to even approach the base the first step in this mission is you've got to get come right. a <laughs> yeah you got to come right mm-hmm. and so for those types of missions i think that you know it's going to be important for them to be able to to for people to be able to abandon those because they're not ready without any harm to rep mm-hmm. right yeah. So I think that's a shift that, that might have to take place because if you, if you click on that mission and all of a sudden you figure out, oh, I have to do these things that I'm not ready to do, or I don't have the money to do, or I'm not in a group yet, or I'm not on with friends and I have to abandon this mission, it shouldn't harm you. They should just go, all right, we recognize you're not ready for that one yet. Mm. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, I think, I, I definitely think, oh, what do you think Fastcart?
3: I I don't know if they'll do it in in alpha maybe beta but uh, definitely in launch when you you should have friends or maybe you should, you have a, a a bigger access to ships rather than uh, our, our currency because some people may have like a, a, and just, just their war and, and and not be be unable to to complete this, to some of the other well, missions so
0: look, let's I, go back to what Ryukin says because he says that like for the Twi- the T- the Twitch Pacheco meeting she actually gives you access to using a cutlass to do part of that mission. So it could be built in. You know what I mean? I'm just curious as to whether or not, since those are part of the sandbox, whether using those tools, whether you rent it, whether you have to go steal one, whatever the case may be, you know, I'm just kind of curious. Do you think that they'll take it to that level? And you say fast maybe in the latter part, they may develop it to that degree. Yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah. Definitely later. But uh, that's now. But I I think it'll be more of a bigger deal uh, Mm -hmm. in in, in, in the coming years uh, as development goes on. Uh, Well, one thing I will say I think this is at the end of the the, the video. Mm -hmm. But they're showing that big um, complex. And I love the verticality of of that
1: complex. It looks visually great. So Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, yeah. And when you and when you say universe sim, you know, and this is going to be our our opportunity for us to be, have a second life, you know, people come to this with a sense of sci-fi. There's a lot of sci-fi book and movie types, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm enthusiastic that this is they're they're beginning to think about this and saying, hey, sci-fi doesn't have to just be about ship combat, it doesn't have to just be about these big pillars. There's there's little nuances within there that we can develop, you know. And to live a life as a sci-fi detective, right, as a futuristic detective, that that's that's interesting, right, to me. That's a whole sub-genre of sci-fi literature, right. Uh-huh. So I'm excited to see that 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 they're capturing that in in their thinking, um, and that you know, when they said some, some of these missions will have a definitive answer and some of them won't. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I can imagine that, you know, when you have one where you finish and you're not quite sure what the answer was, or you have a partial answer, that that makes you eligible, quote unquote, for missions that come up later on. Mm. Right. Yeah. You know, it gives you like, and imagines. And hmm. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And then you imagine uh, three months later, you get invited to do this other mission to finish this thing you did before. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it makes it very dynamic and alive. Right. Right. So. Thanks
3: for the follow. I love
1: that. I love that. And again, if you, don't, if you don't finish the mission, you're
0: kind of shortchanging yourself. You know what I mean? If you just, I mean, right. it's a choice, right? I might just, uh, you know, I'm tired of it. I was looking at what uh, Pistaface mentioned LA Noir because LA Noir was the real, that game drove me crazy uh <laughs> trying to do the <laughs> investigative stuff in it because you had to do it all in order to get to get going so but i get it this i love that game though it was actually a beautiful game to play
3: well i, I was looking at what, what black guy Legion said before first she talked about season one of the experience with a noah mystery and i, I agree yeah. it, it'd be interesting to see something like that in, in Star Citizen.
0: yeah absolutely absolutely okay all right let's move on to the third one here i know this is a lot of excitement that was built around number three uh, which was the new Underground. Uh When corporations, commerce, and caverns collide, take your first look at the enormous reimagining of underground facilities and the new gameplay possibilities that will arrive with them. Uh I, I, I can't remember who it was, but someone kept calling this guy Phil Collins uh, during the interview. No, it's Kyle. Uh, Collins. Was, no, was, it, it was, was definitely But, uh, this was interesting. And I know you guys, most of you saw this already, but uh, they, the couple things that they told us, they said that when they started doing the bases, the underground bases previously, they had a vision for what they wanted them to be, but time and resources and things didn't allow them to finally do it. And so what you're seeing on the screen now obviously are the bases that we are used to, the ones that we're most familiar with. Uh, But then they went back and said that, no, they had an idea of bases of different, not only different styles, but also different, a different size. In fact, a completely different uh, size. And the one that they showed us was an idea of what they considered a medium size underground base that incorporated everything from industrial uh, aspects all the way to corporate office aspects uh, and of greater, greater, greater size and levels, so I'm gonna go to uh, FC on this one first and let him talk about it and then we're gonna go on,
3: yeah. I have, my, I have my notes, mister, but I talk about the verticality, I'm talking about this one, I'm sure that was my mistake, but they, I, can you imagine, they call this medium size, to me, it looks pretty big, <laughs> yeah. from something that was medium size, did anyone else get, get get that sense, or is it just me? Same here. Yeah, no, it
1: was no same
3: here. here, same here. Oh, yeah, medium size, I'm like, what did it call large, yeah. then, that kid, yeah, but, but anyway. You know, yeah. card,
0: there were aspects, too, other than the verticality, there was also... The introduction of multiple egresses and, and entrances, ex- exits and entrances, which was also right. interesting to me because right now we've just got the one, right? You go down in the mm-hmm. elevator, that's it. So there was a lot of expansion. There's even platforms and hangers that they show
1: on these. So go ahead. What were you going to say? And that harkens yeah. back, Griff, real quick. That harkens back to the pyro when we got introduced to pyro and they talked about alternative ways in, in and out. Right. Exactly. Yeah. right, exactly. So go ahead, FC.
3: Yeah, so so yeah, that medium size it, 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 it took me for, for 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 a loop. But I thought it looked like a, a new hangar. I wouldn't mind like like a, like a hangar a personalized hangar, looking something like that. But it looked very big. And they're talking about a, a logistics for making something like that work. And um and 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 in that underground um bunker or not bunker, but a facility. Put it mm-hmm. that way. And this is the one that I talk about, the verticality, making everything bigger than th- what it is, rather than having thing, everything flat, and, uh, yeah, th- th- which is what you see in most games, but to kind of, you know, go up and down. Think, th- think three-dimensionally, and
1: i Star Trek II, basically. Okay. BBG? Yeah, I was ignorant to the fact that they had done the previous underground bunkers you know, almost under duress, like they had to get them done. Mm-hmm. So they were done, they were in game and that there was a sense of dissatisfaction with those. Um, and wow, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah. what they really want to do is no joke whatsoever, right? This was one of my favorite segments of Khan yesterday when he used the language of, Hey, we want to have more visual indicators as to what's going on as you even approach the settlement. Yeah. Right. That had me thinking, well, we might be able to see that the settlement is inhabited, uninhabited, Mm -hmm. uh, what it produces, Mm -hmm. the type of smoke that comes out. Does that mean something? There's all kinds of stuff that can happen Mm -hmm. with visual indicators that are gameplay associated as you approach. I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, You talked about the entryways and discovering other ways to come in. Um, There was one. I couldn't tell, uh, you know, there was, a, uh, this has, you know, Kai talked about this yesterday. Kaizen talked about this yesterday, but other people across the the internet have talked about this as well, where people felt a certain way about this segment because they were seeing a lot of talk and a lot of conceptual art. Mm-hmm. And then they showed the white boxing of certain things, mm-hmm. uh, in the segment, like that elevator, industrial elevator. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden people go, oh, this is further along than I thought. Mm-hmm um or or further along that we might have anticipated and that that gets people's appetite up because then you start feeling well this is not that far then from me actually being able to experience it test it out and give my own feedback in game um there was one thing i couldn't tell whether it was we might see it here on this on, on the shots where it was concept art or it was or something else where it talked about a maximum weight For the elevator or for the Mm -hmm. transport or something Mm -hmm. like that and that had me thinking well what happens if you exceed that (laughs) (laughs)
3: bad things
1: (laughs) yeah will we get a crash and break animation will the elevator fall to your death i'm looking forward to all kinds of fun stuff like this i love this Mm um i'm really excited about it i i you know this idea that it could be integrated into cave networks had my mind just racing yeah so i love the the whole thing
3: BBG, I, I got one for you. It, it'll turn into the final the final form of, of the boss monster, the elevator boss.
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> <kill> right.
3: Everybody. <laughs> All right, Calrity, any thoughts about
0: this, uh, the, the new underground?
2: Yeah, so as soon as this video ended yesterday, I kept thinking, and my mind raced to the cargo refactor, and many, many debates, many debates I've had with many different people about what the new outposts or what outposts can look like to help support more players landing, managing their cargo. Mm -hmm. Um, We've heard ideas from developers talking about putting underground hangars, and I thought, you know, this kind of concept may not necessarily only um, need to be applied for bunkers or other POIs. It could also be applied to um larger outposts for trading and you know buying and selling your cargo. So think of a larger Arcop mining station or something com- or something completely different. Right? You can keep the smaller outposts, but when it comes to you know being in, in a safer space similar to what they're doing with persistent hangars at landing zones, at space stations, you can have a larger outpost to deal and manage your cargo. Uh, so you're landing there, you're doing commerce, it doesn't have to be at a, at any landing zone like Lorville or city. It can be at you know paces
0: like here so yeah okay okay um for me scale was definitely impressive just you know the fact that you know again this is one of the frustrating things about cig every time you think you finally start to figure them out <laughs> they freaking come up with something that's like the next level which is great right because it's okay right. to be yeah. great You know, there's a great line, one of the musicians that worked with Michael Jackson said that, you know, they would come up with something and play it and Mike would always compliment them and say, man, that is amazing, that is awesome, but I want you to push it even further, right? Because it's very easy to find something that's really cool based upon our preconceived notions or our experiences, but it takes something to push beyond what's comfortable and creating something that's much more ambitious and you have to put work behind that. These scenes here, fast cars that you're talking about, both above ground and below ground, they talked about these elevators that could go up and down to bring down vehicles. They talked about some of the vehicle lanes being large enough for large vehicles to go through and some that are only pedestrian sized, right? They said that they they break rooms, all types of stuff, corporate offices. I mean, I would have never thought, I would have thought this was an industrial facility. You know what I mean? Some type of production processing plant and that's it. But they're creating... Man, i mean just the frick not to be funny but just this one place looks like someplace you just the amount of time you could spend clearing that thing out or trying to find something or getting in and getting back out oh my god if they have these scattered all throughout the place it's, it just looks like a Griffin, really great place you
3: think you think people get lost in our stuff era we could have get into something like yeah, this, something right? like
0: this right yeah i mean it's <laughs> it's pretty amazing i was impressed uh, and I can't wait to see this. I really can't. Uh, the, the bunkers are nice that we have now. And I guess we should have known it, right, Cal Roddy? just like when we first got the, the R&R stations, right? Yeah. You know, we thought oh. those were so cool. And now you, they come up with these other stations, not to yep. mention the one they showed us yes, yesterday, which is a whole nother thing. But uh, yeah, very cool
1: stuff with the uh, the new Underground. All right. Let's... And the design language mm-hmm. is all Hurstony, don't yeah. we think? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I see that. Yeah. So, you know, uh, f- seeing how this expresses itself in a microtech sense, mm-hmm. like where maybe it's about underground servers. Yeah,
0: everybody has a different or, theme.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, at, 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 at Area 18, and it's, you know, it's about, it's about corporate offices. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know what it would be about. No, no, you're right, because like, you've
0: got all the manufacturers, like you get Riari, right? You've got Shubin. They all could have their mm. own design languages. You make a great point on that. Go ahead, BBG. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead.
1: No, that was it. I just, I just wanted to take note of that, that that's, this looks very Hurstony, mm-hmm. and so I'm looking forward to its expression, not just in Stanton, but across the verse. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Nah, I would, I would love to see a, uh, Microtech uh, uh, one like uh, like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, exactly. You, you know what? We got
0: a little bit of that taste when they did it at CitizenCon in 2019. Remember that fast cart when they went into the where the guy had to do the little espionage mission. Remember?
3: Oh, okay. Yeah, and then he okay. came out and it
1: was snow and he had to put on the and had the wipe and right. everything. Right, but yeah. remember
0: he had, they had all the computer systems and he had to sneak around through the data center and stuff. So you're right, it would be kind of cool. But like you said, on the larger scale, right? Okay. Uh-huh. All right, let's go to the one that got a lot of people worked up. A lot <laughs> of people worked up, boy this fourth why i tell you what were they upset about Griff? i didn't say they were upset i said they got worked (laughs) up um the need for multiple speeds uh we all know how speeds impact combat but now learn how master modes initially developed for squadron 42 will impact the flight experience for the persistent universe and better define ship roles for all vehicles in star citizen all righty uh i think i go to bbg on who I went to last who, who started out the last one was it it was fast cart last time bbg any thoughts about this one about the multiple speeds we already had gotten that little bomb a few days earlier when they talked about they were adjusting the vehicles and people were like ah they're adjusting the vehicles yeah. right <laughs> and then that, now they're telling them oh your shields are gonna go down ah, our shields are gonna go down so any thoughts about this and i'm gonna put, post, read a post to you guys in a little bit that came out
1: I'm a, i'm gonna say two quick things uh-huh The first thing is what the answer to the question what is the right time to experiment rigorously Mm -hmm. in an alpha the answer is yes (laughs) right right we are in a testable alpha it is the right time to experiment with speed and with combat and with systems and try different things this is not a finished game Mm -hmm. by any stretch of the imagination and it's these moments that shake the community awake to that truth. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's the first thing. The second thing is karate was in my mind yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, because I said, where have I seen this before? Mm -hmm. And I don't want to take away his, his thunder. (laughs) Go ahead. Say it, man. Say it with that. He said yesterday, he said, you know what? This, this is freelancer. Uh, uh This is the freelancer model for managing speed, travel, distance, and combat. Mm. you know, And I said, that's where I've seen this before. I couldn't place it because mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe this is a little bit like Elite Dangerous and Super Crew. It, it's mm-hmm. a little bit like that, but it's really, I feel like as they were thinking about this, Chris walked in the room, Chris Roberts walked in the room and go, look back at my, uh, my freelancer work. I think you can find some guidance there, mm-hmm. and 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 that's what they did. Mm-hmm. You know, um, mm-hmm. some folks are saying this is like how a flying used to be early on in the game, mm-hmm. the game of Star Citizen, mm-hmm. that they had some of these features. Um, but you know, those two things are what struck me: is that you know, uh, I uh, the the people doth protest too much across the testable alpha. <laughs> we, we we you you're supposed to. You're supposed to see change and try and different things. When are they supposed to do it? After it's done? Uh-huh. Right? Mm. This, is, this is when we're supposed to try different things and say, hey, can we get something better out of combat? Can we get something better out of travel? And, and we'll give them feedback, you know, rest assured. But we
3: did. It a- this is called Star Citizen Alpha. Alpha doesn't mean development. It's just part
1: of the name. That's why Yeah. Yeah. People, people act like they don't know, Uh, you know, and at at every turn you got to click agree and they act like they don't know. Uh, (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. But that's my take on it is, is let's test it. Let's see. I'm Mm -hmm. glad to hear that they've got some internal testing to try and make it make sense. Mm -hmm. They explain themselves well. And to Cal Rowdy's point, we've seen some of this before. Um, and there are problems to solve. Mm, right. Because jousting is real. Right. And wow. annoying. Right. And not what we really want to do. So I'm glad they're trying it. Okay. Good.
0: Good. Calrati, got any more Thunder Force?
1: <laughs> oh, man. So
2: I did a few experiments <laughs> right after this. Um, and it was some really rough experiments. But um, what I did is I went into Arena Commander with my lovely Aurora MR and I played um, Pirate Swarm and I put a bit of a twist to it. So based on what they said, I set my speed cap to 150 meters per second, and every single time I, that I needed to boost, I would always deactivate the speed limiter and also deactivate the shield, so there would be some kind of delay to its reduction. And honestly, um, I was able to get you know, to wave 10. Um, yes, it felt really pulled back, but it honestly was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. Um, feeling that, okay, I had to rely more on strafe, more on maneuverables, Mm more on my environment. I had to go more around, um, asteroids trying to escape certain attacks. I also PVP with some people Mm -hmm. and, you know, we set our speed limit to around 250 meters per second, 200 meters per per second. And we found less, we saw ourselves jousting less. Mm -hmm. There was still some jousting because we kind of wanted to get behind each other, Mm -hmm. but there was still less jousting. Mm -hmm. And we actually played in, um, We use Aurora MRs. We use different chips as well. Mm -hmm. And it was loads of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can definitely see where they're coming from Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to really needing to think more before you get into a situation, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So, yeah, I would encourage anybody, anybody, if you want to do a mission, um, even if you're some kind of trader or miner and you want to put yourself into some chain. Mm-hmm. in some danger um set your speed cap or speed, set your speed limiter and see how it is for you especially when it comes to pve yeah
0: fast card the, some of the people who seem to be concerned about this are people who maybe aren't so great at combat right uh the mining people the cargo people it makes them feel a little bit vulnerable um, do you think that they've got something to worry about? Do you think that no, don't worry about it? CIG will iron it out. These, you know, remember hover mode? You know, you know. I mean, no, I was gonna, you
3: took my words. Or, I mean, yeah. I mean, what are you,
0: what are your feelings toward you know those people who might have some some concern?
3: I would say to those people, this is just a test. I wouldn't say this is finalized mm-hmm. in, in any or form. Um, it may be rough for for a while. You may get used to it. You may you may come to like it for uh, 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 you know. But this one thing that's uh, constant in development is change. So this is not the final form of this thing. Because I was going to point to hover mode, for instance. That lasted what one patch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty And much. they took it out. So yeah. who knows how long this will last. I'm not saying they're going to go back to what they had, but I mean, this is, they will iterate on it at, at, at least. But one thing I I do want to point out is that CIG, why do you have to call it master mode of all things? Because, I, yeah, you could have told, told about a better term. That, 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 that's what I'm going to say. Yeah,
0: you're making African-Americans in the room feel funny, CIG. Okay? So we just want you to work on that. All right. <laughs> no,
3: I'm not the only one. I thought I'd be the only no. one. Okay. All right.
0: <laughs> Okay, so, <laughs> all right, so I know. Look at Cal Roddy. Okay, so I'm gonna put a a, a a link in chat for you guys. I so want you to take a look at this when you get time. This was posted on yesterday. Uh, was it yesterday? Yeah, man, they posted this bad fella right at 11 42 a.m. It was hot, it was hot off the presses. All right, let me read this to you guys. It says WTF CIG. Why are you disabling shields at higher speeds? This is just awful. Large ships are a massive, at a massive disadvantage. So this was written by Yogi at CIG. Yogi responded, and hopefully this will alleviate some concerns. Yogi said, we didn't really have time to cover all the aspects of the changes. Here are some of the details on the shield interaction. When you swap SCM to QCM, your shields are not instantly blinked away. I'm not sure if that was visible in the video, but they collapse fluently uh, yeah, fluently, while the quantum drive spools up. So in other words, when this quantum drive's going up, the shields go down. Okay? So if the mode swap is achieved 50%, your shields will be down 50%. However, the shield health you had before is not completely lost, but dumped into a reserve pool the maximum amount being a property of the equipped shield generator, where it remains while you are in quantum, QCM. When you swap back to SEM, that shield health is immediately pumped back into the shield faces. This takes a couple of seconds, but unlike normal shield regeneration, that process cannot be interrupted by weapon impacts of any sort. So ships get a part of their defensive capabilities back after some seconds hope that clears things up can i drop the link in for you guys for that so take a look at it when you get time uh i think everybody shared some good stuff in relation to this uh bbg the fact that if there's a time to test something this is now cal Roddy, the fact that it can be done we just have to change the way we play tactically but it is doable and uh fast cart yeah don't worry about it,
3: right? CIG will work it, 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 on it, right? It, 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 yeah, it, don't worry, be um, happy. Mm-hmm. That, uh, so, so they, they did not mention, like, the, uh, the, they talk about the quantum mode, the, the new SCM, I forgot what, what the new, um... Yeah, the jump, new short jump the, one, the one with the short jumps yeah right about, and uh, they just, said that um while they're doing it nothing else can use capacitors so mm-hmm. it, it, i think that when they said that 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 would make some people would but like they mm-hmm. said you you got this new post so yeah. hopefully that, that clears it up
0: let me ask the panel this real quick and we'll go to the next one what did you guys think about that new little short-term short jump thing the one that only lets you go like what 500,000 or 400,000 whatever yeah the boost yeah what did you guys think about that because I think that's great because you guys have had those missions before where you go somewhere get near a marker and you still got to travel 300, 500 you know kilometers to get there and they showed us how you were able to make that extra jump we even do it when we go to the stations right when you go to the Lagrange's you have to do that jump any thoughts on that
1: I liked it I think um this thing here that's on the screen now Mm -hmm. with the color coding Mm -hmm. means that for those short jumps, you're also going to have to keep it within the circle, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it makes, it makes gameplay out of these moments, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, for long quantum, Mm -hmm. right. And they said that's not there for long quantum. Mm -hmm. Uh, so you can still go to the bathroom. (laughs) <laughs> why are you waiting to get over Make to microtat right yeah but for these short quantums it, there's some gameplay now within it yeah um so i like that
0: yeah that is good you're right you're right you're right
1: okay
3: and can, can i just say sure. that the cat seems to like it too so it, it seems to be a thumbs up all,
2: all, 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 all the way around yeah 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 oh uh, just to add really mm-hmm. quickly um, to touch on um, BBG's and Jade's um, desire for exploration, this, you know, getting this back could mean that, you know, we'll have more freedom when it comes to exploring. When when we send out a ping, we see yeah. something to point POI somewhere, we could actually just, you jump know, right jump there. there, even though it doesn't have a quantum beacon, mm-hmm. you know, we can find whatever it may be there. Good stuff. Good point. Yep. Good point.
3: Oh, can I say I got to sure. give props to this guy for, for wearing the, the, the rainbow flag on, on his, on his jacket. So yeah, that, that, that was yeah. cool.
0: Oh, he's from rainbow yep. land. Well, of course he would. I'm just kidding. Fastcart. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody may not know well, what the rainbow flag is. What are you going to say, BBG?
1: I was just going to say, you made a point very early on about how people sometimes just don't feel confident in their flying. Mm. Right, And my hope is that CIG is also paying attention to that in terms of how, what their tutorials look like, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because if you were in atmosphere alone, there are air combat maneuvers that if you learned three or four of them, Mm -hmm. you know, Emelman's S-turns, you know, Mm -hmm. thatch weaving... Um, there's all kinds of, there's all kinds of flight techniques that if you learn just three or four of them, you would have a couple of different methods of escape mm-hmm. or challenge to other ships. Mm-hmm. Um, and the tutorial that they ultimately come up with, I think ought to have some of that in there yeah. just so that people, people feel like they can practice yeah. to getting a level of competence that leads to a level of confidence mm-hmm. in some of these systems. So
0: how are you guys feeling about the reduction of speed? scm coming down to 300 meters per second tightening closing in the gap when you have to get into combat how are you guys feeling about that i know there are some people who hate the fact that anytime they talk about reducing the ships people think it should go faster but cig has made it clear that jousting is not the way that they want us to fight uh, and also there are other reasons why they want us to come in tighter i think someone said this earlier maybe that was on the other show i was on being able to disable systems you can't do that from seven kilometers out you've got to be tight to Uh be able to lock on to somebody's whatever it is shield port whatever it is engine to take it out so what do you guys how are you guys feeling about that i'll go to fast cart first
3: I just hope it doesn't affect travel time, <laughs> but that, that, that must be, I, I, I hope well, this is, this is it,
0: now. We're talking about when we're in combat, no, that's so, ICM, yeah, 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 so yeah,
1: yeah. yeah it, it should be okay. It should mm-hmm. be okay. Okay. BBG. Yeah. Whether it is combat, uh, disabling ships, flying more effectively in formation, mm-hmm. uh, all those things that we want to do, we, you know, uh, this combined with how they're thinking about the HUD, we want to see and engage and have experiences. I'm not interested in having an Anvil hurricane zip by me. And the only reason I knew it zip by me is because <laughs> it's already by me and I can see it on the radar. Mm. I want to like, see it, mm. you know, mm. and it's not just cause I'm 52 and old. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's because I want that to be part of the gameplay.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Uh, and so I, 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 I am interested in testing it. Right. Mm-hmm. Because we, you know, if you've played this at all and done any bounty hunting at all, you've got a lot of experience with the jousting mechanic. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we understand that mechanic. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested in seeing what these changes do to change that dynamic and and give them some feedback. So I'm excited to see it.
0: Yeah. Calrity, one of the things that they talked about was for turrets and for the larger ships, right? Those Idrises, instead of having to be way distanced out, it's forcing a closer encounter for those type of ships. And I know you've been really big on doing... Uh, in your Aurora LN fighting an Idris, right? <laughs> okay, so, you know, these these speeds, you know, leveling off at 300, you know, in some ways it does... They said it raises the risk factor up, right? Because, you know, there is an advantage when you know you can scoot away very quickly away from that Idris or that size, size 7 gun But now
2: it's slowing you down a little bit. So what are your feelings about it? So, with regards to the same test that I did, Uh um, yesterday, uh, with my Aurora, and when I went up against that hammerhead in wave 10, Mm. I got shredded instantly, (laughs) okay? (laughs) I got shredded instantly, I died, I went back again, Uh I got shredded again instantly. (laughs) So you can definitely see when it comes to the, um, to the cap, you definitely have to make a much better choice whether you really want to get into these kinds of
0: situations to bring the right tool for the right job maybe huh? oh yeah i okay. was able
2: to go up against the connie okay but that was just an npc connie and uh, it was on its own but
1: mm-hmm.
2: not the hammerhead, hammerhead. <laughs> no way no way
3: you know what i feel good i feel good about that <laughs>
0: yeah i mean it is good because it does raise the challenge level right and yeah it makes you reassess and say the reality is my odds in this ship are not as good versus this ship you know, or these components that I need to add in order to be able to compensate for the speed difference. So I think there's a lot of things that's going to challenge us as players to think about our configurations, what ship we take, whether it's a multi-crew, whether it's a solo act, that's all going to become a factor in our decision-making. Oh, okay. Very, very cool. Alrighty, that's the multiple speeds, let's get off of that one, because our time is...
1: Well, I just want to celebrate the chat for being so reasonable. Yeah, about it. yeah we always have oh, a good yeah. chat. chat. I mean, because, let's try it, right? Let's see. Let's see what happens, right? Exactly. Let's Destancy. see what
0: happens. All right. Okay, this is one that was, uh, I'm interested to see what you guys thought about this one. This is the Lordville Redux, Redo, Redone. Uh, We've come a long way since our first planetary landing zone, and you'll hear, I'm sorry, you'll, sorry, and here you'll get a glance, I can't read, I'm tired, glimpse of how everything learned since the, how come I can't read this? And here you'll get a first glimpse at how everything learned since then is being reapplied to this walled, polluted city. Eric Gagnon. Maxime Goudon, uh, Gu- Guadon, Gu- Guaid- Guidon, Guidon and Ian Leyland were on this one. Um, man. Oh man, you mean that
3: wasn't Phil Collins.
0: Generally? No, it wasn't Ph- not on this one. Listen, I almost ready to move from R Corp. All right. Almost. But no, nope, <laughs> I say, nope. If they did this to, if they did this to Lorville, they're going to make R Corp look even better. So let me start with, uh, BBG on this one, oh, or is it Calradi? No, it was Calradi this time, right? Uh, Calradi, give me your thoughts about Loreville, which you saw, are you digging it uh, too much? What do you
2: think? I totally love it. I remember when they said, I think it was CR said that when they were done, quote unquote done with Stanton, they'd come back and revisit the the landing zones and those things. And Mm -hmm. I was waiting for a day like this and it was really nice to see their their thought process, their plans for Loreville to really bring um, bring it up to snuff. And I'm totally satisfied with what I'm seeing. I'm looking forward to them utilizing, you know, the buildings for certain missions or, you know, just what they do with, uh, you know, New Babbage, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm very, very much looking forward to what they do. Um, I think they said they're looking also to kind of modifying the interiors a little bit. Um, So, yeah, I'm very, very excited to see what they do. And I would say props to them. Um, I'm looking forward to just getting it into our hands and seeing how it is. Okay.
0: FC, I know you've been big on talking about racing. They removed the restricted zones over many of these areas, which looked pretty exciting. Are you going to fly your one of your racers through those building columns, uh, or are you just going to look at the beauty of Lorville now?
3: I'm looking forward to not accidentally crashing that part of land okay that, that 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 that's my big thing but I, I am excited to see how, how the racing community will, will handle this because you, you know they have all do something they're going to do something
0: mm, okay
3: Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that that'll be fine
0: okay. okay okay bbg this also not only is just an aesthetic change but it is also physical changes to the structures uh, their their buildings now, which we know that I think a little while back CIG showed us at Microtech how they in Orson rather how they want to start putting in these corporate offices or places for NPC missions to come out of. And Lorville's been very narrow in comparison to Microtech and Arc and Arcorp in relation to like landing pads on top of buildings and things of that nature. And now they're saying in Lorville you'll be able to land at these different locations. Um. It, you know, Lorville kind of has its own lore, pardon the expression, around it, uh, but it doesn't have a lot of mission stuff based out of there other than when you deal with the, uh, what's the family name? Uh, the Hurstons. Constantine the, Hurston. Yeah, the Hurstons, right? Other than we deal Hurston. with the yeah, Hurstons. Yeah, I thought it were. So can there be some other more seedier, darker things? Is this like the place for something like that to happen other than Grim Hex, Is this like maybe the other place where things like that can happen?
1: Yeah, I think I think that's right. I think it's less... CD piratey and more like CD worst corporation ever mm. stuff, right? You know, lore in the lore of Lorville, the LOR stands for Local Occupational Residency. This is about workers locked in the long-term contracts, no matter what the pollution level is, they're going to be there. Mm. Right. Yeah. And so to a certain extent, the rework for me and the emphasis on taller buildings My hope is that those taller buildings are more like a substandard public housing Mm -hmm. for workers than they are corporate, right. Right. And that, you know, Constantine and where he sits is sort of like the tail end of the Hurston family. And I imagine that every corporate structure would have a Hurston at its head. Mm -hmm. Right. So I don't imagine a lot of those, but I do imagine a lot of public housing. Right. Um, and so I'm interested to see what those taller buildings and all of those other structures are going to mean, because I, this for me is about long-term work contracts and, and slavery through work, right? It's the modern slavery on that planet. And, and so I'm interested in what this will mean, but the look of it is incredible. Yeah. The look and feel of it feels good. Um, it feels, uh, right. Look, look at that right there. That, yeah, the that no, oh my not it's, it's not about no one to visit. <laughs> right. Like you got to really think about why you're going there. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then finally for me, the free fly opportunity, you know, they've wrestled that, they, you know, they had pathways for a while for those of you who were around mm-hmm. when we had like flight paths, we had to follow down. Mm-hmm um mm-hmm. restricted areas now that it's going to be like let, let let the players fly for a while mm-hmm. you know and we'll have that for a little bit in the alpha i'm excited to see that maybe they'll go back to some other version of mm-hmm. restricted airspace but for now we're going to get to fly in and among these buildings and that's going to be fun
3: yeah you yeah. know i'm looking forward to the new machine about that that's going to be made using the new law of law so That'll you know that, that be
1: interesting yeah. yeah yeah i can imagine a whole bunch of content coming out for that that's yeah. right fast card. absolutely Cal Roddy is it going to be like the
0: secret baghead meeting somewhere for the revolt? I mean, what are they going to be doing <laughs> What are they going to be doing Gallo- reveal, right? We're going to
2: right? see protests on top of each and every one of these new <laughs> revamped buildings. Protesting against their work conditions.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they did a great job on it. Totally. Uh, I can't wait to go there and, and see it. I'm not leaving our Corp yet, but it was, its it's pretty gorgeous. It really is. And I'm hoping that they expand on the whole Hurston thing
1: uh, even more. Hurston is no place for a clean origin ship, Griff. Yeah, I, well, you know <coughs> it's, what? It's yeah. no place for that. Yeah, I
0: don't, don't worry, I've got something that I can fly over there. Um, is <laughs> something I was just gonna say. Oh, um, oh God, what was it? It just flew out of my head about the building. Oh, do you guys think that they're going to implement the atmospheric aspects of this place where it affects us pretty soon? Because the NPCs are walking around with the bags on their head and I know we joke around about that, but you know, as soon as you come out of the halves, they've got that whole big flat screen up there telling you how polluted the air is, whether it's good air day, bad air day. Do you think that they'll actually implement that as part of the gameplay that you'll have to be very conscious of, you know, when you're walking around there, breathing that stuff, Will you get sick, you know?
3: Girlfriend, I already don't take off my suit when I'm when I'm around there. I'm just not, I'm just gonna you know, double down on that. I'm just okay. not gonna take off my suit at all.
0: Okay, all right. Well, you don't forget. My, hope,
1: st- is, my hope is that they will. I, I the first time I heard my own raggedy breath was when I had some sort of tier three injury over at Siege of Orson, and <laughs> yeah. I was stumbling around and and breathing We're real breathing hard. Right. And I my, what I yeah, what mm. I thought to myself is this is like living in Hurston. <laughs> so my hope is that. <laughs> You walk around long enough without something on. Yeah. That, that begins to impact you. And then all of a sudden you're wondering why am I raggedy? and my... and that's why, mm. because you shouldn't be breathing those particulates in that's, that's crazy. Yeah. So I, I would love to, you, I would love to see that eventually impact you.
3: Okay. Can you imagine dying on Hurston and, and, re- and regening because it, because the atmosphere was bad, yeah. that's going to suck. <laughs> yeah. That might be something, oh, I yeah. think
0: it'll be great to do it personally. You know, that's not just that our suits are going to have limited oxygen too, which makes you being conscious of where you are, there's a whole lot of other good Gameplay stuff that can come at least to me. That's good gameplay, but that's just me. Okay. We're chopping right along here We're gonna go to uh, yeah, this is one of the ones that was quite quite interesting uh, We built through these to get better as we go. This one was power play uh, How the upcoming resource management system will change life in the verse as we know it from combat to player homesteading and allow for true multi-crew gameplay Dan Truffin and Thorsten Lyman were in on this one. And uh, Disco has said this before, but he really emphasized it for this one, that he believes that this is a game changer for Star Citizen, the way we play the game. And most of us have always heard about multi-crew, but multi-crew in general has been the pilot, uh, the gunner, and uh, yeah, that's been about it. Sometimes your co-pilot could open the move the shield power management for shields and stuff but that's been about it but here they go into greater detail about uh power management not only on ships but at facilities a whole bunch of other stuff so let me go to uh fc on this one first fast cart did you Uh get to watch some of this and make any notes about uh what is it going to take to be maybe an engineer on a ship or things that you could do at a base or a homestead anything you got
3: yeah, the, I, the only thing I wrote down here was that the the, the, the repairing modules. You saw that one one guy carrying the, the cooler quantum drive. One of the things, one of the ships on it around mm-hmm. because you could had, had to be replaced or something. Mm-hmm. Is this the one where where, he, where someone took t- took the fuse out and, and put them on, yep. on on the on the different place? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So that, I think that'd be interesting. But you got you're gonna have to really know the layout of of the ship that you're on in order to. Stuff like that, like mm-hmm. it's no more trying to just fumble around a stuff You gotta know, yeah, you got to actually know where everything is on, on a starfare. Mm-hmm. And I just going to say that guy, not, not this guy, he he has an epic beard. I love his beard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, BBG
0: thoughts about this power management, this resource management.
1: Yeah, well, first of all when I saw that Dan Truffin was involved in this, I felt like he was involved in the complexity and the layering of complexity on complexity with regard to the mining, mining right. mechanics, right? So I saw him and I said, well, this is a guy who's into that depth that I'm into that I want from the game over the mid and long term. So mm-hmm. I was excited to see him as part of this and leading on this. Mm-hmm. The second thing I thought about, uh, and this is an old reference, so. And, and I'm not going to apologize, but it's an old reference was there was a moment in star Trek, the motion picture where Kirk came on board and made a determination that, and, and another captain that had been there through the development of the enterprise had to belay that order because what mm-hmm. he would have done was destroy the ship with that right, order. right? Because he didn't know his ship, mm-hmm. right? This guy had been there through everything and know the ship. So to Fast Card's point, what this will do is, you know, we will really get to know our ships. Mm-hmm. Our ships will really, really matter. It's not just naming our ships, but we will know, hey, that third box back there for mm-hmm. Fuse 6, mm-hmm. that's the one we always have to change because I'm always digesting my shields in a certain way that, Blows that fuse mm-hmm. and you know like we are going to know our ships and that for me makes the game so personal and intimate um, and that's before you get to the features like increase time to kill so that we can have things like um, vacuum and boarding and um, life support go out before we get blown up make a decision to abandon ship we're going to have all these things that come from resource manager, I thought this was the, uh, the most potentially game-changing session of the day. Mm Uh, and Jared had hyped it to your point. He had hyped it like that. And Mm -hmm. I felt that it was exactly that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Roddy, are some people going to be selling their multi-crew ships? Now now I'm saying this because (laughs) I'm saying this for a couple of reasons. Right now, multi-crew ships are pretty much automated, right? Right. Very seldom does anything fail. Uh, even if it does, you get a warning on your screen, you go land at a, some base and you know do a quick repair and you're straight, right? There's right. nothing that not too many things happen where you literally become stranded or disabled in space. So I've got this brand new nice freaking hammerhead, and I'm thinking I'm gonna have AI or whatever that's gonna be changing this stuff out and running down the halls and fixing things. Only to find out that that is not necessarily the case, that there is a dependency on players to do some of these things. I'm not saying the NPCs won't eventually be able to do it. Maybe they will, but for now, all I see is people running up and down them halls, changing stuff. So is this going to make people think twice about the multi-crew ship? In other words, can I manage it? You know, do I have the capacity? Do I have the relationship, the friends or whatever to operate this ship well? Or this ship that I have is just too much, you know, I, you know, it's, it's, you know, I, I could do something better and not get frustrated. with trying to manage all these aspects of this ship that when I take them out, because I don't know if people have ever thought about the fact that there's a reason why they have the cheaper components and the more expensive components, right? Because you ain't going to be able to buy the most expensive phones. Exactly. You'll be buying that <laughs> cheap stuff that fails on you. So budget sales. You gotta eventually get to that point where you can buy that freaking whatever quantum drive it is that doesn't fail. So right. right what do you think? You think people are gonna maybe get frustrated with this multi-crew stuff, or you think they're gonna dig it?
2: Good question. I think there will be um some persons who will realize that it may not be for them. You know, because I mean such citizen is an ever-evolving thing. There will be some persons who may realize this. There will be others who are actually happy about this. Um because the thing is how I see um, you know, this whole emergence is that, you know, all of you use some really good points if I could, if, um, over the past minute or so, if I can recall, thing like intimacy, um, thing like a relationship, because we hear the, this, this statement, mm-hmm. living, breathing universe. And I think it also connects to the ship when it comes to resource management, the ship will feel a lot more lived in. Um, and all the actions for some, it mm-hmm. may feel redundant, it may feel like a pain, it may feel, you know, like it's too much work, but for others, you know, you're actually putting, that, putting in that work to keep your ship alive. Mm. So when you actually, you know, replace it, or so you take care of this, it's like taking care of a car or taking care of some kind of yacht or so. When you actually put in the work and you, you know, hear that and it's performing well, you're going to feel really good about yourself. The question is, of course, it'll be dependent on whether or not that person, if they're flying, um, if they're flying solo uh, and flying a really large ship, how they're going to feel about having to replace this all, you know, all the time? Mm-hmm. So it's going to be an interesting balance. But um, I guess we'll see. There may be persons who will be downsizing and downgrading, but I think other persons will appreciate even more how um, organic their ship is actually going to become. Mm-hmm.
3: Hmm. Griffin, I just gotta say, I'm, I'm putting, I'm taking applications now for positions on my merchantman and my endeavor. Cause there's no way I'm gonna be able to handle all that alone. So yeah, I'll be there, FC. Don't worry. Uh huh.
0: Yeah, I mean this this whole idea of you know, especially when these ships start getting, let's say, constellation class and up, when you start getting into those ships. There's a lot of people on these videos running down hallways right um, and I know we all know that I think most of you all know that the hammerhead is the first ship that they're testing these new this new component thing with 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 uh, resource management out with but there are bigger ships um and I, I think that as just shared this on Paul's show earlier, the role of the engineer is going to become invaluable in fact there may be a lot of owners that are engineers because they want to make sure their ship is taken care of. You know, um, <laughs> they want to make sure that the components get put in there and they know where they're at when they buy them and they, and they know how to put them in. Uh, but
1: I am. Yeah. They tell somebody else, go fly it. I'll be back here. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To
3: your point, I, ho- I hope they, I really hope they make a, uh, make a, make an engineer, um, achievement called miracle worker. That'd be great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, it'll be interesting to see. I, I I'm looking forward to it because I think you're going to on some ships, you're going to have one engineer on ship ships. You may have two or three people who are there to keep you together. It, depending on what the mission is, right? If you're going someplace where, you know, you may be taking damage and things like that. One person may not be enough. You may not want to pull that turret gunner out to put out a fire or replace a component. You may want need them to stay in that turret, which means you've got to hire someone else to do engineering. But, uh, you know, we will see what happens. I appreciate what Coder Nova said. Coder said, Han Solo teaches us, that banging on a panel and flipping a few switches should be good enough to keep the ship going.
3: Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's easy. Well, okay. On a Drake ship that may work. On an Origin and some to- other ship, probably not.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, Dan Truffin, I agree with you, uh, Kel or was the BBG. Uh Dan Truffin always brings it. What did you guys think about this stuff here? They introduced gravity. They vacuum, oh, oxygen, yeah. all these good things Love that it. got introduced. What did you guys think about this stuff?
1: I, I think that, you know, we are going to have to go beyond the next step now is, you know, we, for, our first step was remember to put our helmet on when we went outside. Mm-hmm. Our next step now will be paying attention to our ship because this is also going to be accompanied if I'm not, if I remember correctly with you're not gonna be able to wear any old armor to sit down and fly a ship. Mm-hmm. Right? So you may have uh owners of ships not only who don't want to fly and want to be an engineer, but want to be an engineer back there in armor because they know <laughs> <laughs> that stuff, is, happens, gonna uh, happen, yeah. right? stuff yeah. is gonna happen. right? Stuff is gonna happen. And uh yesterday, FastCart, you said that fire looked really good. I agree with that as well. Yeah, and and this uh, this stuff here is, um, we heard about it a long time ago and it's all coming together now. It's very exciting.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
0: yeah. I'm, I'm excited for just being able to control life support systems. This also brings up this piece about how do you extinguish a fire, right? Because that was a subject that came up once before. Uh, is it because we have the fire extinguisher, which you know CIG had been working on? or is it because you know your systems well enough where you can go to the panel and close off a bulkhead or, you know, create a vacuum and get all the oxygen out of that area and hopefully not kill your friends at the same time. I was gonna right? say that. Yeah. Factor, <laughs> right? What
3: if you have crew back there? Yeah, I mean, th- but those are, you <laughs> right. That's what you gotta or think kill yeah, Or kill, kill your, your
0: enemies. Or kill your boarding enemies. kill your boarding enemies. I'm load. pretty sure
3: they're gonna have a helmet if they're boarding. That's true, they could, they could.
2: So this is how I take
0: FC's ship, huh? Yeah, this is how you take FC ship. Got yeah, it. I'll keep it in mind. Uh, <laughs> what was interesting here was in one of those scenarios, that, which they sped up, was that they allowed it to burn, where the fire ended up burning off the oxygen in the room, mm. and they said, does the person die because of lack of oxygen, or they do? Do they die because they're consumed in the fire? Uh, there was the shot there with the group of people in one room. Uh, I would hope that the oxygen deprivation happens over a slow period of time to a certain degree. Uh, I know they kinda look kinda fast when it happened there, but I would I wanna it, you know, that you it happens and you start to realize that's what's going on. A- hey Griffin,
3: you want people to suffer. Okay, I see no, how you are. I just don't think you should just drop dead, that's all. <laughs> I
0: think I think there should be a, just a moment of asphy- asphyxiation
1: at the very least. Uh the well, gravity... and, and, and and Kaizen, Black Sky Allegiance makes it clear that it's, that when you talk vacuum inventing a room. That's what I'm talking about. I, you got armor on. It don't matter. You got armor on. If you I get, open up the airlock.
0: Yeah, you get sucked uh, right, right on out of there. Yeah. Yeah. Good point.
3: No, the quick action. It, Actually, it's called blown out. And I learned that in Star Trek TN. No, I'm not the regular. <laughs> <laughs> no, Probably, yeah, right. yeah. Probably right.
0: Yeah. Probably right. Blown out, sucked out, out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One last thing is the gravity. Did you guys see they have full gravity? Then you had like a, a light gravity. And then you had like full EVA type thing with no gravity. What did you guys think of that? They're showing that now, in fact.
1: I keep jumping in here. I'll just say real quick that yesterday I said in, in our little chat, I can imagine some folks running their ship with zero gravity because mm-hmm. it dis- it would disorient, once you get used to moving through your ship with zero gravity, any boarders, anybody that's not used to that who comes on board, they're going to struggle with that. That's another thing that slows them down that allows you to manage them. So.
3: And they would tie this then, in then with then the you,
1: new comp- I'm sorry, go ahead, fast car.
3: Now, then you're gonna have trouble when you land on planet because you won't be able you won't be able to remember how to walk i'm like i'm joking. <laughs> the other thing that it
0: does is it ties in the new eva technique right because remember that now oh. your hands you touch push roll right. so yeah, yeah those can now be incorporated along with that as well uh but it's definitely good for tactical reasons right i mean if somebody's going to board your ship you know you can be prepared for them to come in and maybe take advantage of the fact of, of either the light gravity or no gravity That's another option. Mm-hmm. I'm more concerned about what happens when your systems get knocked out and restoring gravity. Uh, not to mention what happens to the water in my 890. So we'll talk about that later. <laughs> oh,
3: that's, that's, that's right. true. Okay. Listen to this last now segment. Now we see what you're worried about. That's all
0: I'm worried about, right? <laughs> I gotta clean up all that water later on. All right. Listen to this last segment, talking ships, which is always a favorite of the community. Uh, the annual presentation from the ship teams, discover the latest vehicles th- throughout the pipeline. From concept to newly flyable and a new twist to these years, voting on a new ship to come. This was John Crew, Ben Curtis, and of course, Paul Jones. Um, here we are with these new vessels or these new vehicles that came out uh, that Star Citizen introduced. Uh, let's start with the very first one, I think, which was the Crusader uh, Spirit, which, uh, man, did you guys expect Crusader to be the one to put out a new ship? Because they caught me off guard. That's guard. Nope. Nope.
3: And, okay, let, 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 let me clarify. For the past couple of months, people, you've been asking, our uh, hope and hype, mm-hmm. I've been saying uh, the Starliner and Endeavor, I'm I'm halfway right when it comes to the Starliner, because this is the precursor to the Starliner when it comes to the design language, so I'm, I'm going to claim credit for that.
0: I'll give you half credit, okay? <laughs> Roddy, right. what about you? Did you expect Crusader to come up with something?
2: i did not actually in fact i i kept thinking okay maybe argo um maybe drake something like that Mm -hmm. um to kind of like well we already know drake was coming with that but maybe argo something else from argo but i did not for some reason think that crusader was being introduced even though it makes a lot of sense um to kind of you know grow the, the ship line and like fc says that makes a whole lot of sense to get some inspiration on some understanding um, a middle ground before they reach the endeavor so um, I was I was pleasantly surprised yeah. pleasantly surprised yeah
0: uh, BBG uh, fast car kind of went where I was going to go with this a little bit this is definitely their precursor to bringing out the starliner Genesis the, the Genesis um and, and you know you can kind of see this is a smaller version of it because they talked about the mixed master and all that stuff in relation to this what did you think about them though they dropped three Three variants, right? And none of them are a fighter necessarily, right? You've really got a, a cargo vessel. You've got a, a bomber, bomber fighter, I okay. guess. And then you've got the, uh, executive, the E. Uh, what were your thoughts about them dropping these out?
1: Yeah, I didn't expect Crusader to drop at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but then once it did, um, the niche that it seems to sit in, um, and try to occupy, which is that freelancer, uh, cuddy, yeah, niche, made a lot of sense to me in terms of where they wanted to compete. Um, you know, if you, think, if you think like a ship manufacturer, I can imagine Crusader going, well, listen, you know, we dropped a heavy fighter. Um, we're not really gonna try and challenge the Gladius and Arrow in the light fighter category, they're dominant, right? Um, but you can imagine them going, well, hey, you know, as we ready our Genesis Starliner, we believe that there's a market there. And let's begin the process of taking advantage of that and as well as the cargo size. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is not um, it doesn't dominate on the cargo side. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think to be even really frank, I think developers like the Crusader design language. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because it's just good looking mm-hmm. right It is it's better than the riches yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, just wait wait good wait looking.
0: wait wait first of all let me tell you something <laughs> the niche that this sucker took was the niche of the Origin 500 because I've been claiming that they made right. that executive Origin that was between a 300 and a 600 and Crusader beat them to it so now Origins has got the step up their game and match Crusader but no it is a beautiful ship Calradi it, I I mm-hmm. I, I bought one, so I ain't, I ain't harping about oh, it Oh, you did? Okay, Which I, one did you get? I, which one do you think I bought? Do I really have to tell you? The, the executive, the of course, the executive. Oh, okay. Of no, I'm gonna, I'll work for the, I almost bought all three, but I said I'll work for the other two,
1: but I, I bought the E1. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got the E1. I got the E1 as well. I'm my plan is to join Dark Knight's little. Transportation uh, company. Transportation <laughs> company. Okay. I, yeah.
3: I, th- I, think, I think Dark Knight's gonna have a little fleet because I, 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 I didn't get the E one, but I w- I'm probably gonna get one in in, in game. Mm. But uh, I got a CCU for the for for the C one that I'm gonna wait for IE uh, IAE before, before I use, because it might come up with something else that I might want to use my um LCI token for. Uh, one, one thing I I do want to mention, I, I'm I'm. Not not gonna say impressed, but I, I'm I'm weird. Re- the, the the price spread was weird. Like the I'm I'm using all all type credit. I'm not gonna say war bond credit, war bond price for it. Mm-hmm. But the C one is one ten, the E one is one fifty, and the A one is one seventy five. That's a pretty big spread between the base. Well, I don't want to say base model, but the the lowest price model and the, and the highest price model. Is not, that no, was it's weird?
0: Not. Nope, because that's how they did the when they did the uh, the Hercules series. They were like that too.
3: Yeah, but those are, those are bigger ships. No, right? no, no, I'm, I'm talking about, like,
0: ooh, I'm talking it, about the it, it, ratio, the ratio of the price gaps going from, no, a, no, going right. from a, going from a, uh, C2 to an 2 was only like $200 difference. Going to the freaking mm. A2 was like a $500 difference. It was a big jump <laughs> in that. It was all I'm saying. Proportionately, it was a big difference okay. in pricing gapping. Yeah.
3: Uh, my thing of it, like when I'm thinking about like, like the freelancer, because they did increase the price of the freelancer, so, so the, the price range it has increased, but it was more like fifteen dollars, or like like oh the Hornet series but was like fifteen dollars. Are, are okay. you factoring?
0: Are you factoring in the coolness and the aesthetic sides of these ships versus them freelancers? I guess I'm not. Mm-mm. I guess I'm not. Yeah, brother. Mm-mm. How much did they make yesterday? One point three million oh, i forgot to look at that they made but, like, but, yeah they did make a lot of million money million dollars yesterday wow okay on just this I mean, no, but, but you got it the the tv tears yeah, oh yeah well i'm sure the buggy was the bulk of their price right <laughs> yeah, no, I, like, yeah hey, I get it
3: people the, people ran, the, ran out of lti tokens that, like, that buggy was
0: probably the point 0.3 i guarantee you but uh i get your point though fast car cal roddy what'd you think about the, the uh whole crusader piece
2: I think it was, you know, um, well done. Um, it's nice to see that they're actually going with the whole passenger experience and those things and building upon it, especially as we expand the whole game world. So I'm really looking forward to seeing, um, especially when it comes to the taxi missions coming back mm-hmm. um, and not just, you know, for a ship like this, but starting small and going so that when we get a ship like this, uh, we can definitely support something of that of that size, not just for players, but for NPCs as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I want and I want a passenger experience that isn't just about whether I can get folks there without being hijacked by griefers or PvPers <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. I want an experience where there's certain features that the VIP wants or a certain time frame they want to get to this place in mm-hmm. or a certain level of um ride comfort that they demand and i got to stay within a range there's all kinds of opportunities mm-hmm. for gameplay here mm-hmm. um and you know as well as multi-crew uh this is a this is a really exciting emergent opportunity that i'm, I'm looking forward to yeah
0: very cool kudos to crusader they every time they come out yeah. they stay, they're impressed you got, i have to give them credit what did you guys think about the uh we, let's move beyond that they showed us the drake corsair I'm not a big Drake person, but I thought it looked good. I thought it looked good. Anybody it looks good for to a thought?
3: toilet.
0: It, it says toilet. <laughs> <It's got laughs> a toilet. It has a toilet.
3: Yeah. A congratulations. Toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: This is my this is my deaf deaf jam, gangster pirate ship. Okay. I can't I can't resist. <laughs> I cannot resist. And they've kept the design language. They've kept that asymmetry. I I just love the way that thing looks. Yeah,
0: it looks good. It does. And it looks like it's really, I know it's it's scheduled to come out uh, in 318, uh, but it looked really good. And uh, I think they did a great job. And there's a lot of people who've been waiting on that ship. It's it's interesting to me how many people are really interested in it. I don't know if it's the asymmetrical thing or they just want that whole exploration, you know, good fighter thing or what, but uh, a lot of people are into it. Roddy, what are your thoughts? Go ahead, go ahead, let's start.
3: No, I, I was just going to say, that I think it might be ready by IAE. What are you, they're going to ask, what do you think? But I didn't know Roddy didn't have a chance. No,
0: it's okay. Yeah, I mean, it could be. It would be a good time you know, for it to come out on during that time. we're going to say Cal Roddy.
2: Yeah I was just I'm um, going to point out the the elevator that they showed um where you can actually come up Yeah on top of the ship. That. that was surprising Didn't expect that So yeah that's a, that's a very interesting feature and I'm yeah. really looking
0: forward to see Yeah and they put the fan back in in the cockpit
3: <laughs> Yeah. Well that was that was a fan <laughs> favorite no pun intended sorry yeah,
0: yeah yeah they put the fan back in yeah pretty excited about it uh, let's take now, a... given
1: given the power management mm-hmm. conversation, we, the resource management we just had, mm-hmm. do mm. we think that, for example, there will be moments where that seat doesn't work? Ooh, mm. okay. because of the power, yeah,
3: people are gonna be stuck down there. Well, it is a Drake ship, <laughs> mm. well, so you know, I, I can see that being a problem. Well,
0: not just because it's Drake. I mean, we've had this conversation about the uh, the six hundred, that the six hundred has all of these doors that are powered. It's got the elevators. Uh, there's no ladders in that thing if you lose power you know you know something happens the to your power systems, will you be able to get around I mean they're going to put the docking collar in which is great now but still uh at least in some many of the ships the 400i several of them they've got ladders that you can still use yep. the, said, the C2 the M2 you know
3: I said the same thing about the talk Raylan with all those um moving parts that, that like uh, oh,
0: the Gion technology never the fails Gian, it, yeah. never fail. it never fails fast card it doesn't go out I'm just yeah, we'll see I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: it's something that's a, to consider and think about. But that is interesting if they lose power will the elevator stop work? You know, that's funny because I I guess they assume or we look at the fact that those systems are on their own battery system because any of the ships that we get on now they're powered down when we get on the elevators and move them. So I would assume. Well, I'm just, I get it. I'm just saying, I'm assuming they've got battery. They've got something that, 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 that makes them run. I don't know. Cause there's not a generator running that runs
1: them when the ships are off. So. Well, when they talked about being able to pull a fuse and manage power for a section of the ship, Mm -hmm. it would be smart to have those things independent of that system. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because you don't want to ever be in a situation where you can't put a co-pilot down or get him back or her back up.
0: Yeah. So. very true. Very true. Okay.
1: Unless you got so,
3: someone dispo- disposable, right? Face to face. Right. <laughs> All right. Last
0: but not least, they showed us the uh, new vehicle that was also uh, some somewhat leaked a few days beforehand, uh, but uh, we got a chance to see it, and it's it's something that people have been checking out. Uh, the new uh, Ar is it Argo? Yeah, Argo. Right. No. Great was- cat. The great cat. The great cat. Great cat. Great cat what's it called the stv, STV. STV. STV right well, the some STV. people have a different name i'm not going like to say it. yeah i know the <laughs> stv uh did anybody buy
2: one i got one you bought one I uh, yeah i've been using Is it, a it token
3: or you bought one because you're going to use it
2: I, I i just to use it i've been actually really enjoying it um you know i've been just testing it out to see you know how um putting myself into conceptual uh situations especially when doing like the um uh, that bounty um, clear all targets, or um, you know, I think it's a twenty thousand alpha UEC mission where you can't land close to the close to the bunker. Mm-hmm. So I equip my my gray cat and has two um, weapon racks, one on each side, so you can equip SMGs and rifles on it. Um, and then you have uh, space in the front uh, for two one eight SCU boxes, and you have a trunk in the back where you can put your guns and those things. I think that's also in SCU in total, or I can't remember the, the the total inventory size, but it's a really really neat chip. I really enjoy using it, um, and yeah, it's it's really nice. It's really compact, um, handles well, I think as well. Uh, so I've I've been really really enjoying it. So I'm looking forward to the PTV rework as well as I think it's it's the uh, another vehicle. I think it's the UTV or I can't remember. All right, got it. Yeah. So yeah,
0: I'm also interested in the fact that that thing has a spare tire, which is interesting to me. Because mm. we always say when CIG puts something in it's obvious like that, it's not just there for aesthetics. So I'm curious as to whether or not there will be you can get a flat tire in this. FC, you say so, oh, go ahead, Calrani, go ahead.
2: Oh, so just to briefly touch on that, I think in one of the PTUs or live, uh, there was one point where for the for the tumble Cyclone, uh, the the wheels they kept coming out. You know, and, um, mm. and you're able to, yeah, well, you couldn't really do anything about it, especially if, you know, you're driving on some cliff and your wheel just kind of falls out. Right. That was a bug, of course, or right. some kind of design issue. But imagine some, something like that happens, you know, so it, it could be a flat tire. It could be the wheel just being damaged and just coming out, and you can't really ad- retrieve it. And you'll have your, your spare tire there,
3: mm-hmm. and you can just
2: replace it that way.
3: Yeah. So, it? when that happened, did the Joker get away?
2: yeah he did okay. uh, i was gonna say yeah yeah
0: okay fc said you bought some are you buying it for token or because you want the vehicle
3: i already have a couple of tokens i haven't bought one yet but oh, I, oh, you I, haven't. I, if i do get one it'll, it'll be a token i was just looking at my hanger i do have a ptv that's from the referral bonus mm-hmm. i can't do anything with it can't, can't upgrade it can't right. change it so if, if i could I, I would have changed that to a, to a, a stv but i can't do anything with it okay
0: BBG, what do you think about the uh, STV?
1: Yeah, I picked up one on, but on store credit, uh, just to test it out. Okay. Um, and to see what these speed changes, what that was like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was over at Microtech and, uh, out there, uh, underneath the, uh, the trans, the tramway on the way to the, uh, the space station. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, uh, the, uh, the, the spaceport mm-hmm. and, um, it was fun. You know, it sounds good. It feels good. Um, You know, there's enough protection in there that my suit wasn't aggregating ice, Mm. even though it was open. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it was enjoyable. A couple other folks that were out there, we were just zipping around. It was fun. It was something that I'll probably uh, buy in game. Mm -hmm. We did wrestle with that flat tire question yesterday, and GoMab said yesterday what he said in chat today. (laughs) <laughs> which is no flat tire <laughs> gameplay. He's 100% against that. But I can imagine this being a race feature. Mm, mm-hmm. Right? I mean,
3: they already did that. They, they had to have it back yesterday using the STV.
1: Yeah, but I can imagine the tire being a race feature. Mm. Right? Oh, Yeah, okay. where um, maybe you have to, uh, every and every now and then randomly one of your four tires will blow out because you're putting so much pressure Mm -hmm. on it because of your racing Mm -hmm. and you have to use it. So that would be interesting. I wouldn't want that, uh, in just everyday travel, Mm -hmm. but maybe in, in, in intense race level engagement, maybe it, maybe something happens. So I, I was, uh, I was pleased with the vehicle. I should have probably gotten LTI token. I didn't, Mm -hmm. but, uh, I wanted to test it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll, I'll take a look at it. Uh, my wallet is tired right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah.
3: And, and you gotta prepare for IAE tier. That, that's I, right. You gotta be careful. That, that, that's why I, I only got an LT. Um, I see you token for the, um, the C1 and not, not going get a, a full thing. So Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Last but not least, they talked about this, uh, new way of picking a ship. Uh, they decided CIG internally decided that they do want to continue which which again surprising they want to continue to work on this mining career by bringing a fourth mining ship into the game Uh, this one would be a ship that would be somewhere between the Argo Mole and the RSI Orion so it would be more of a large-scale ship we've got a small for the prospector a medium for the, the mole and then a large ship is capable of not only mining but also being able to carry some type of mining vehicle as well vehicle or vehicles uh and so cig did a poll asking folks to vote yesterday on the community hub the newly redesigned community hub and uh, if i'm not mistaken rsi won rsi was in the lead i know that um what do you guys think do you think that uh this is a reflection of something that we'll see with other careers where there will be like a small medium large and capital for every type of career possibly, or for several different careers in the game. Because I always keep saying every time I think these guys are wrapping it up with mining, they take it to the next level. And it looks like they're, as far as ships goes, that maybe Uh this is going to be it. But it seems like they're filling that category also because of, you know, uh, gates and wormholes, the different sizes of which you can take through. Small, medium, large, capital. Uh, BBG, I'll start with you on this one. uh, And I'll go to Fast Car Thing Calradi. Any thoughts on this particular one?
1: Yeah, I, I wanted I wanted Argo to win. I wanted them to own that mid level mm. mining area. Mm-hmm. I like the idea that MISC was the freelancer size of mining and that RSI only came to play with the big dogs. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm not against it. You know, it, it is what it is. But I, I sort of wanted Argo to own that middle tier. Mm. Um and, and and to your point, what this means for me is is that the the folks that are involved in mining see a whole step a career step pathway Mm -hmm. um for a life of mining right Mm. they can imagine somebody who is into mining and comes in at an entry level is just going to want to keep going step by step until they get to the top tier opportunities to mine Mm. um and and mining you know mining folks are different right like i i've been into mining and then you go out there among mining communities, and there're folks that that's all they do yeah that's that's all they do and so um I think it's it's healthy for that community to have a development group that that sees mining with the detail and complexity that with which they see it uh uh and if and if players who uh, may not have thought about mining get into mining, there's a whole depth of gameplay to do there, and there are steps, and I think having this mid tier ship is a, is part of that process.
0: Okay. FC, what do you think? Do you think that this is a reflection of how CIG is going to do for other careers? Maybe not every career, but do you think that they'll provide players that opportunity to go for small, medium, large, capital, uh, you know, as part of their progression through the game?
3: Well, John who said that um, they, they, they had similar polls i guess in the past and in the past they just made they just went ahead and made, made, made all the ships so mm. i think they, they kind of want to get away from that and, and just focus on the ship that the community, community wants so i think this is a, a, a um how things they will do things in the future mm. so i don't think this will be a one-off but i, I would be surprised if it is a one-off mm.
0: okay okay
3: calerati same
0: question you think this is a reflection of other careers having a cross-section of different sizes ships and capability
2: yeah, yeah, I think so. You know, at first I did vote Argo for the same kind of mindset that, um, that BBG had. But then I thought, okay, maybe um, the, even the community um, in general want something that um, the, the devs can actually play off of similar to the spirit. Uh, to get some inspiration when going to the larger ship, right? We saw a preview of what the Orion looked like, um, the revised version, mm-hmm. but even so, it'll be nice uh, um, now that I'm actually reflecting on it uh, to get some kind of idea, a smaller version of that so that they can get that kind of design language um, on point for that Orion. Mm-hmm. And going forward, just to answer you know, the, the main question, um, I think this is something that th- they're going to be going forward um, with. Um, who knows, maybe whatever what what other um, uh, chip type they may propose for another citizen con um, could be exploration. Um, maybe when we start getting fleshing out more um, uh, professions for salvaging, especially, um, or even for something that you know um, for medical gameplay and those things. So, because the thing is, um, the community in general um, will have um, a strong idea of other than the developers, they may have a good idea of what may be missing. So to get that kind of insight from the community by doing um, and proposing these votes, then they can have better insight as to what the community wants. So, yeah. All right, cool.
0: All right, we've got a couple of questions
3: from our lovely viewers. Uh, First one comes- can I say something before before you do that? The voting is still open until October 17th, so you still have a chance to Mm vote.
0: Thank you. All right, one of our first questions we have is from Pops in Space. He says, two questions. On the underground, do you think we will get some type of a boring ship that bores, a boring ship to expand mining? Also, do you think player organizations may have the opportunity to establish an underground base of operation for mining, scientific research, or other business opportunities? Anybody want to respond to that?
2: So I'll be quick. Um, With regard to the boring, we never know what may happen with, um, uh, who knows, with regards to the mining drone, we we never know if they'll release some kind of variant from that, Mm -hmm. a smaller variant to make that kind of thing possible, that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Because that's my speculation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mentioned Yeah, the thing that went, go ahead, Griff. No, I'll make it quick, I mentioned this the other day, for those of you who saw the leaked video, there is a mining ship that they show in that video, if you look at it really good. And it's a mining ship that's been around since 2014. And it is a, uh, it's a deep type mining ship that's uh, well, anyway, just take a look. You'll see
1: it. <laughs> Go ahead, yes, that's, that's true. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the, the mention of, uh, additional cave, mm-hmm. uh, tunnels mm-hmm. when they talked underground for me, something has to make those tunnels, mm-hmm. right? So if we don't have access to a boring vehicle or a boring ship, we ought to be able to see one in game and maybe that's the first step <laughs> yeah, it could be sandworms too in the- <laughs> right? but uh uh not on not on lorville um not on <laughs> Hurston. no yeah. yeah um but uh my hope is that we see the vehicle that makes those tunnels mm-hmm. uh and then maybe you know over the longer term gain access to that eventually there was a lot of talk i don't know if you guys noticed it
0: yesterday on several of the uh sections where they kept talking about player homesteads they mm. kept mentioning homesteads not from the NPCs multiple position, times but they kept mentioning about player homesteads so i'm really curious i know we've, they've always said that you know they're going to do the npc thing first and eventually the players would get it but they kept saying player homesteads a whole lot and i just wonder whether we will see those not yet not tomorrow but whether we will see them sooner than maybe we we've been thinking you know to answer pop's question now whether they're going to allow us to do underground bases and stuff don't know that, that's that's interesting because we don't know enough about homesteading and building and construction, uh, but anything's possible, Pops. That's all I can tell you with CIG, anything is possible. Black Sky Legion asks, how long until some someone <laughs> Osamas the Lorefield L-Train? Um, <laughs> I don't think you have to worry about that. I know I jumped around yesterday and said, I've never seen anybody do the microtech train, but then Dr. Murray said, I have. <laughs> so I don't know if anybody's going to dive bomb Kamikaze, the plane in Lorville. They may fly alongside it. Maybe they'll try to land on it while it's moving. I don't know. Um, but I will say this. You do get penalized in Lorville currently. If you shoot at Lorville at the buildings down below, I fired a gun accidentally one time and I got a freaking $5,000 fine so oh. there may be some penalties for if you do that type of stuff especially if it's something dramatic like that they may charge you something like a hundred thousand five hundred thousand a million credits for doing something like that so feel free to try it out uh kai and l- let us know what happens
3: <laughs> um, yeah just do your or. <laughs> yeah you won't miss it
0: yeah,
1: uh, yeah we'll, tr- we'll trust your feedback yeah let we'll, us we'll wait he won't miss the
0: oh who was that? Just who, somebody just gave us something, didn't
1: they? No, the follower. Oh, yeah, Godson so. just Godson just followed. Thank oh, you very much.
0: Hey. thank you, Godson. Thank you for that. Uh, okay, we got two more questions here. Uh, Shim Pasta says, "Why do you feel the E1's loner is what In other words, why do you think that they gave us the steel for the loner? The and loner. do you think that the spirit will get bigger or have a price increase?" Uh I'll let you guys answer that now. I answer you so
3: I answer. You so. I, I, the E one definitely will get a price increase because it, it's a concept of and all concepts have a get, get um good price increase. And thank you for that fifty face for the subscription appreciate it. I Absolutely. So yeah, it will I mean I, all of them will, will get a, a price increase. The E one, C one and the um, always when yeah.
0: concept's yeah. a hanger there's always at least one price increase. Always exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and when it comes so to, to price why price we got why we got the steel as the as the loaner when you when you drill it down, what else is in the price range? Right? Remember, I mean, we talked about this thing sort of being freelancer cuddy sitting mm-hmm. in that in that in that niche. What else is in the price range that could be tantamount to a transport? Yeah. Right? That's sort of that's sort of where it is. I mean, there's not really anything else, Nothing which is else. part of the reason why mm-hmm. you can imagine Crusader building the spirit right to fill to fill out that that opportunity yeah, it's just weird but, that that's more of a drop ship
0: kind of thing i guess you know it's like it's it's drake's version to... yeah. it's
1: drake's <laughs> version of drake's luxury of transfer luxury. <laughs> oh okay. my god
3: <laughs> fair enough okay
1: they tell you uh... they tell, you come you come you come to get a vip seat they tell you get on a get on a gun get a
0: good grab a turret, huh? <laughs> okay yeah grab a all right we got another one here this is from uh poutine barbecue uh when they say a ship is finished polished, pass such as the whole sea where in the process is it ready for flight ready uh believe it or not that's like that's like the latter stage of polishing when they say polishing that's usually when they're they've gone and gotten information about what is wrong what needs to be done and it's usually final pass usually It's either the final pass or right before final pass when they say polish so yeah so it's
3: true
0: yeah it's almost there in other words so and i really believe we're going to see that at iae that's shift that I believe because since the whole A is in now I think we'll see the whole C. Um and then last but not least we've got one from uh who is this from? Okean. Okay, uh what do you think of the remote retrieval button shown in the Moby Glass of Squadron 42? Oh. Should yeah. I,
1: added to the PU also. Yeah, uh, I posted on that mm-hmm. uh on, on in Twitch. I posted three screenshots of that new Moby glass and that remote retrieval button was intriguing. Wasn't it? Mm -hmm. I, um, Explain everybody what that is
0: because some people don't know.
1: Yeah. Um, what it looked like it was, was, and this was when they were talking squadron 42. So, um, the question is the right one in, in terms of where else we might find it, but it looked like you could press that button and there was, it was in a section called ship. If I remember correctly, I'm not mm-hmm. looking at my Twitch right now, but it's like ship features. Mm-hmm. So it was a little subsection of the Moby glass that was focused on your ship. And it looked like there was a fighter in there mm-hmm. and that you could maybe press that button and maybe, uh, the ship, wherever you were, would come to you. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Some of you which was
0: feature in elite. Right. Right. You know um, b- b- Do you know about that? Do you know about that? No, no.
1: Nah. B- b- you tell them what it does in elite. So you can send your ship away uh, from you, whether you're in a a ground vehicle or on foot, you can send your ship up to the sky so that it can't be attacked. Mm -hmm. It's out of sight. Uh, And then you can call it down to you wherever you are as well. Mm -hmm. Um, um, And so, you know, that type of feature, it would be interesting. Uh, I'd love to see us. Uh, from a gameplay standpoint, earn that feature and not have it just be standard operating mm-hmm. procedure for every ship, mm-hmm. right? I'd like to see you have to add a type of component install for it. that. Yeah, you gotta install like right. a
0: remote system, huh? <laughs> well,
1: with, 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 stri- with costs and benefits, right? Yeah. So maybe you yeah. have to uninstall something else to mm-hmm. get that, right? Yeah. Like, I'd like to see Real choices.
3: Quick real quick before I I just wanna say, this is gonna be my Knight Rider dream. I've always wanted to do this in in, in, in a game. I just read my watch and say, come come pick me up. And then my my super come come and just pick me up. That'd be awesome.
2: Yeah, it would be. So I'm gonna say the opposite of it and a little bit simpler thing as to why I saw that. Okay. Uh, We know that the Hangar Manager app is gonna allow us to Spawn ships and manned ships away from the ASAP terminal. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that maybe that this could have been a stripped down version of, of things calling that we membership. will not need.
0: Call up yep. a ship from your mobile glass. Yeah. Thanks because, for writing on you know, the parade, Cal Roddy. We appreciate that. So let's move on now. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, so that's what I was thinking because there are some things in Squadron 42 that the Hangar Manager app we wouldn't need, uh, right? And yeah. things like retrieving the ship using the Hangar Manager app that we will need in Squadron 42. So Mm. there could be a chance that in the Squadron 42 glass, if that is with regards to that, we can possibly just choose which ship that we want to retrieve and then (laughs) click on remote retrieval. I know I'm. I know I'm reading uh, on your face. Took all and the air out, air out of my head because I was be so, you with we'll we have, have but... Me and BBJ are old elite players, <laughs> so
0: I was like, "That's where my brain went." But yeah, you're probably right.
1: But okay, we'll yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't even. I don't even feel it now. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that old
0: button. Keep that right. old button now. Yeah, right. I know. Oh my god. <laughs>
3: Yeah, you're probably right, Cal. This is Roddy. why we can't have nice things. We, we, had our, we had our
0: moment of theory crafting, BBG, okay? We had our moment, okay? Mm-hmm. Man, and Kyle Roddy stomped
3: all over. That's all right, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, though. Okay, okay.
3: But all right. Before we wrap up, can yeah. I give you uh, some other things I noticed about you? i about to preach it to This is like 30 seconds. Uh huh. So in the opening, they talk about how many accounts they had. four point one over 4.1 million accounts, but only 1.7 one point seven one Million of those are backers. I thought that was interesting, mm-hmm. and he gave us the updated number on the staff. It's eight hundred thirty-five staff, and, I, I, and in the middle of between the, the different presentations, I love how they're mixing drinks at the bar. Oh, they have a new studio now that we we haven't talked about. The, the the constellation Phoenix that looks awesome. I love the the window and everything, and I thought that was um that that, that was cool oh and in that last presentation I, I forget his name i i was i tried i tried to look it up but i couldn't find it but the forty two guy who was sitting next to chris roberts he tried to say something about aliens or life forms or something like that and chris roberts say he, chris roberts cut him off i thought that was telling so that maybe we'll see something about aliens or fauna or something like that sooner rather than later but we'll see yeah okay
1: Fair yeah i'll jump in just real quick with a list of quick things the only constant is a great name Mm -hmm. for that Connie Phoenix Mm -hmm. Um, Jared reminds us all the time that in game development the only constant is change and I love that as a name for his ship Mm -hmm. Um, Uh and you know this thing was about 3 hours, 3 hours 20 when Chris and the other gentleman came on board (laughs) and they spoke for about 2 hours and 20 minutes (laughs) you can't complain about Chris Lopp not talking no, you can't, but I can't, I can't today. I still have, I have to go back through that because mm-hmm. the notes that I took, there was so much, it was so rich, mm-hmm. a conversation that I think it might be a whole nother Soul Citizen show to talk about just yeah, that y- y- section. Y- 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 Which is why you don't see it on the list. Right. Okay. too. Griff's like, I do things for a reason. Which is why it is
0: not on the list. Because we will have that conversation. Because the conversation is, uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you know, where's Chris Roberts? Uh, do we want to see Chris Roberts? You know, there's both sides to that coin. But we will talk about Squadron, uh, at an upcoming show. So let's uh, wrap it up here. We've done our Q and A. we going to show you guys, amongst all this information you guys got dumped on you yesterday, and all of the stuff that we dumped on you today, we're going to play one more video for you. you can sit back and relax and dream and also hope that uh, these things that you see will be happening real soon so here we go All righty, 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 some cool looking stuff there, All righty, and righty, we are righty, going to. Cool oh, I'm looping there. through myself oh, here. Where we am I looping? Hold on. Oh, I'm looping there. through myself. Okay, okay, I looking. I was looking, looking for the, the Discord, Discord. Discord. There we go. All right, so we're going to cover that whole Squadron 42 thing later, but uh, yeah, some cool looking stuff there. Um, we want to tell you guys, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us tonight. We're over a little bit. We <laughs> got we're over a lot, uh, but we appreciate you guys
3: being here. Uh, Fast Card, tell them about Thursday. What we got going on? Thursday is our community talk show, excuse me, we're too many talk show. We talk to, uh, to, to the community. You can come in on Discord and talk with us, and we, we cover basically, uh, SCL, ISG but I take a break for a while, and our cinema, but yeah, there, there's generally anything that happens in, in, in the community during that week, and that's Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 1 a.m. UTC. And Fast Card is our host for that. Cal Calradi, could you tell them about Saturday?
2: Yeah, sure. So on Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern time, we are talking about Soul Voices. We talk about all the stuff that the community talks about, their concerns, we pull th- things from all over the place, Spectrum, Reddit, everywhere. We you know, give our opinions, we wanna hear your opinions, so come in, You know, we wanna hear from you, engage with us. It's a Saturday, 11 a.m. Yeah. The old man forgot. This Saturday
0: coming up, we won't be having it (laughs) because this Saturday we're going to be doing the virtual bar citizen. If somebody can drop that in the chat, please. Oh, I'll do it. Thank you very much. We're going to be having our virtual bar citizen. Actually, this is our virtual digi bar citizen con, where we're going to be talking about what we saw over this weekend. And as you guys know, when we do that, we have a tremendous amount of people from all over the world who come in and join us for our virtual bar citizen. We also get folks from CIG excuse me who come and hang out with us as well and that'll be from 3 p.m eastern until 9 p.m eastern on next saturday so we won't be having voices we will be doing the virtual bar citizen don't forget you have to register for that you just cannot just walk on in you gotta let us know that you're coming so we know how to accommodate and prepare for that day because it is a six hour sometimes longer event so we want you guys to know about that and then finally,
3: not nine hour, not eleven hour, no,
0: six hour, no. And then finally, <laughs> next week on Sunday, uh, our we're going to continue in our series on careers on salvage. We're going to be talking about what it means to be a salvager in Star Citizen, and also some salvaging from other games. Talk about things like Shipbreaker. Talk about Eve, other games that have that mechanic. What we'd like to see happen in the Star Citizen world when it comes to your vulture and your uh, reclaimer and whatever else they throw out there eventually. So. Hopefully you guys can join us next Sunday at 8 p.m. as well. Other than that, that is it for the day. I want to thank BBG. I want to thank Fast Card, I want to thank Cal Roddy for their time being here today. To our mods, Ops Chief, and Admiral Kusanagi. Love you guys. Always there backing us up. DK, some of the other team members have been in there saying hi to people. And we appreciate you guys as well. And until next week, hopefully we'll see you on Thursday. If not, be sure to come to the Virtual Bar Citizen. I guarantee you. You will thoroughly enjoy yourselves. And uh till then, peace, love, and soul. See you guys later. Have a good night. Peace. Peace, people.